Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game, podcast presented to you by Melee Stats. I am your host, Gimme.Wee, Wheat, and with my co-host over here, the uh, the elusive, I guess he's not elusive, he's been on the podcast for the past couple weeks, uh, <laughs> the energetic Edwin Budding, and the friendly Fendrick Lamar. Uh, two people, this might be the first podcast where I have hugged everyone on this podcast in the year 2021. Woo! It, it's a it's a monumental occurrence uh, and a monumental occurrence for a monumental episode because we're going to talk about the very, very fun Smash Summit 12. But before we get into that, uh, we we got to, to talk with Fendi a ton. Uh, it was all about football. But uh, what we did get to talk about was uh, how you've been doing. How, how have you been recently? I know that you got a chance to uh, you were doing King of the Cube, right? Yeah. So I did the King of the Cube, uh, which was, uh, you know, I. I had a blast commentating Rishi versus Gatsu and there's absolutely no shame in getting five two by a, <laughs> by a significantly stronger Falcon. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was also my first time back in the mic in a few months. It was just really good to, to be talking about melee again. Um, it's been, you know, I've been busy with real life stuff, uh, planning a wedding and, and, you know, hanging out with my dog who will hopefully make an appearance at some point. Uh, work <laughs> has been a lot, you know, it's, but it's like good, you know, it's, it's good, busy, uh, and just, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of taken a little bit of a toll on my ability to like do melee related things, you know, working like I, I was looking towards 2022 and kind of what smash tournaments are going to be around. I'd love to go to some of the bigger ones. But then I also realized I I won't go to all of them, but I've been invited to nine weddings in an 11 Whoa. week span. And I was just like, that's so much money like and time <laughs> and days off. And I was just like, I kind of have to do a little bit of a, re- a reevaluation of, of, of priorities. And, you know, again, really thankful that I've been able to do uh, a little bit of online commentary and hopefully be able to do a little bit more of that in 2022. Um, but, you know, I just, you know, it's weird to be like such an old guy in the scene and be, you know, 28, almost 29. And, and I mean, you know, Edwin, you're married, but like, I was like, this is, you know, the big, uh, the big step in, in the next journey of my life. And it's, it's probably time for, for going to, you know, when I was a, I had a stretch from September, 2015 to April, 2016, where I went to at least one melee tournament a week, whether it was the like local or regional. And I was just thinking about that recently. I was just like, I would, you know, it was a great time doing that. And I was just like, we'll never be able to do that again. Um, which again, is okay with me. Um, but melee is always going to have a big part of my life and I'm going to continue to, you know, be very invested in the game success and the community success and watch tournaments when I can. And, and you know, and you'll see me on Slippy as well. Always just Fendrick Lamar. If you run into me, I only play Green Marth. I never play another character. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's all positive things. And I think this change is a good one. But uh, again, just things are going really well. I'm really excited to be here, talk about melee, talk about the upcoming Summit 12. And I think it's going to be a great tournament. Um, and yeah, just thanks so much for having me on. I'm really, really excited to be here. Of course. Yeah, Fendi. So I want to get your thoughts on the on this King of the Cube set, actually. So obviously, I know you've been following news and results in the scene, even as you've kind of taken a, taken a bit of a step back for life priorities and everything. I want to actually, uh, like, I want to pick your brain a little bit on, like, what you saw from Gatsu in that set. You know, like, this is someone who, when even when you were more active in the scene, Gatsu was, you know, a perennial top 50 player, someone that was always going to be like deep in bracket at a major, like always very consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you notice as far as like the new and improved Gatsu in a, that you got to witness like in King of the Cube? Because this is a this is one of those storylines in 2021 that I think is like, like, you know, 
everyone like it's not a secret anymore that this guy right. is like <laughs> is like he he's not just in top 32 of a major like he he might be just outside top eight or making top eight yeah like, what did you mean, see from him yeah i mean 17th at That's main different. stage but it was like super close sets with with mm-hmm. both um Kadoran and magi and you know qualifying for smash world tour getting seventh at the regional finals and ninth at riptide like the dude is clearly been putting in a lot of work um he's been super active in the online era right and and i think it really showed you know rishi has he, the way he described it is that he, he he doesn't feel like he's taking a step back in terms of you know where melee is for him but he hasn't you know he hasn't gone to as many tournaments he's not going to be traveling that much in 2022 um and and, and you know as, as the great homemade waffles likes to say like there are levels and it was just very clear like right from the beginning that gatsu was just on a different level than rishi um, mm-hmm. and I, I, think that he, something that we were able to talk about, I love that Toph does this before that the set actually starts is that he does a little, a little interview pre event to talk about like, what are you going to be looking for? What are some of the game plan options, which is like a double-edged sword, right? Cause you're, you're, you're on the call with the, your opponent. So when Gatsu is like, I'm going to like really look to like close out edge guards. That was something that, you know, I think a lot of Falcons, um, can struggle with a little bit if the Marth is even slightly tricky with his recovery. But Gatsu did a really good job of, of basically whenever Rishi was in the realm of, of being able to recover, whether it was drop down side B, going up and getting him. Uh, you know, something he talked about was instead of just doing, you know, a lot of different ledge dash invincibility refreshes, he would just do like one or two hack stashes. Because when Marth tries to, you know, up B and disrupt that timing and be able to clip him and get in, if you only just do one or two and he's still on the ledge, then he lands on stage. You can either, you know, reverse knee, you can stomp, you got like a, a whole menu of options. And so Gatsu did that really, really, really well. Um, and, you know, I think like it, it's going to be really interesting to see him at, at the Smash World Tour and, and see if he can figure out, you know, I think it's been a little bit since he got like a premier, like top level Marth win, but it, it's certainly, you know, within the realm of possibility. You know, I, I do think, you know, it would be a pretty significant upset if he were to beat Zane. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if if he got, for example, like actually, I don't know if there's any other. If yeah. he got Logan, right? If he got Logan, um, then mm-hmm. then that would be really strong for him. And I think those are the only two Marths that are going to be at, um, or that came from the East, right? But there's going to be a couple from the West. Kadoran, Kadoran's yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so like, if you got the run back with Kadoran, Smash World Tour. Oh uh, right, I'm, I'm looking. Sure. Right. I'm looking at yeah. just the E stuff that they, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Gatsu, uh, he's been kind of, uh, so he was ranked like what? 36th, I believe on the 2019 top 100. He, he kind of was always a person who we expected to do really, really well. Uh, it just came down to how often we saw him. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what a lot of the top, like 30 level players are, right. You know, you can only go to so many events and still, uh, keep that, type of hold on on the game um Mm. but he yeah he has been really really impressive throughout online kind of was like uh i I don't know it sounds crazy to say this but i remember thinking that he was possibly the best falcon that we saw for like a three-week period or something which yeah i think it was like april or march or something like yeah like he just had this stretch where i think the only people that beat like in we're talking like hundreds of sets, all right? Or like a little exactly. Or like probably... the the funny thing about net play mm-hmm. is that three weeks sounds like it's like nothing. Yeah, not a hundred weeks is probably set, like a twelve tournaments yeah, it's a lot. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
And like yeah, only Kadoran like, yeah. and Grab beat him. Speaking of Marth Falcon, I think yeah. only Kadoran and Grab beat him in that stretch, and that was the same stretch where Gatsu was just like destroying everyone that was. Yeah, good he won. On. He won the Alston melee bender like right around there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He um he's super strong, and I think that you know the King of the Cubes is really really cool because it kind of perpetuates this kind of discussion. Um, and I really think that he is the type of player who. You know, depending on who he gets, he can stay on for a long time. He he's yeah. not a type of guy who I think has a really really hard counter, uh, and I think that he's the type of guy who does really well versus that the type of players that would be doing King of the Cube. I know that Edwin is on a current two, uh, two cube two week uh, correction or, or predictions uh, cycle where he correctly predicted the uh, what KGH. Uh, over no you you predictly you got five three you said gatsu over kgh we both mm-hmm. said five three uh you said five two for for gatsu over rishi i said uh fewer games than five two <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh but yeah you you were correct on that so let's see you know we'll we'll, we'll obviously won't be seeing king of the cube this week yeah. we have summon next week we have special tour but whenever that comes back mm-hmm. we'll see if edwin can continue his luck uh unfortunately one thing really quick with king the cube if i may uh like you know humbly say so um there was one there 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 was one detail that i got wrong this week that i didn't get wrong last week or at least for as far as the weeks we're talking about for uh kjh gatsu it pretty much went much went exactly as i saw thought it would go i thought kjh would take a lead and then i i kind of figured to myself well I think Gatsu is gonna like download him at some point in the middle of the set, and it'll end really ugly, which is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. For Rishi and Gatsu, I did get the score count right, five two, but I thought there was a chance that Gatsu would then like adapt so hard to the Marth that Rishi would go DK for the final game. Mm. I thought there was a chance that he he could do that, and that's not to that's not to disrespect Rish, Rishi, who I think is very good. I just think that the way the sec was going. He started doing a little better at the end, but I, I just thought Gatsu was really fast. Like he kept running, he kept running right into Rishi's space. Like in really like sometimes in like really crafty ways, he would trick him to get to get like right up close to him. Mm-hmm. But like there were like one of one of my things, at least like like in Marth Falcon, I think it's so important to not let Falcon get behind you. The moment you let Falcon get behind you, you're just like dead. Cause that's like, he's going to Raptor boost you or something like he's going to, or like, he's going to chase you down if like out of a role, or if you try to like go, if you try to like throw out a move, he's just going to avoid it and grab you. And that happened a ton, like near the end of the set. And that's usually a sign that you're just getting, like, if you're, you're either getting outplayed or you're not reacting like fast enough, which is, which I think started like becoming. And I I think like near the very end of the final game, Rishi sort of started to catch on to what was going on and force Gatsu to respect his space a little more. But that that's always like a red flag for me, at least. But... Yeah, it was also, I mean, every single time you ever hear anybody talk about Marth Falcon, it's just like these two characters beat the shit out of each other. And it's just all right, about, of you know, course. Who can, and, it, you know, it's very cliche, but like it was true. Gatsu just, his punish game was mm-hmm. significantly better than Rishi's. Like whenever Gatsu got an opening, it was at least three aerials into offstage or, you know, he was, he was just controlling spaces that would mentioned really well. And, and, you know, Rishi got probably pretty close, like still under, but pretty close in terms of like neutral openings. 
but just was never able to like put he together got a close the, right. So he never important. put together the the string of death right that we see like Zayn will do, um, and that's a big difference in in a matchup where it can be decided by you know two to three neutral openings in an entire. Yeah, game. it can be it can be the it can really be the deciding matchup in a, in a, in a, especially when your opponent plays a character that can literally like hit the controller against the table. Yeah, and. <laughs> If he hits you with like th- like one of four different moves, yeah. it's a it's a it's a combo starter that he just got it. Yeah. I, I hate Falcon so much. Well, <laughs> I I for one am glad that this was uh, you know hey, I love to talk about Smash Summit twelve, so I'm glad that we we spent uh, 15 minutes on King of the Cube. Uh, I, I'm glad that, that uh, as soon as I was making a transition, uh, I was going to segue to talking about Summit. I'm glad that you decided to talk more about this Marth versus Falcon matchup. Uh, you do have like a. <laughs> this is my one opportunity. On this. Yeah. this is my one opportunity. Another Marth player on the podcast, Fendi. I know you know exactly. Yeah, by, by as a way, fellow, as a fellow Marth player who's lost to Falcon, I know yeah. you understand. Yeah, this is the the last time you're going to have uh, one other Marth player on. You're allowed to have another Marth player if there's also another. Other, other character yeah <laughs> um, so i was talking about how <laughs> edwin's predictions um he's been doing well predicting king of the cube unfortunately he has not been doing so well predicting recent majors uh i know that you have oh what oh come <laughs> on if you if you look at monday morning marth i know that your last few uh few guesses have been off but you know you have you have uh, some recent talks about Summit, so we'll be getting into that later. Oh, there's a dog for for those watching. Oh, who's a good boy? Look at, this is Cosmo. Look at the good boy. What's up, Cosmo? Oh. Why am I saying what's up, Cosmo? Yeah, you yeah. What's understand me? Hey, Cosmo, have you been paying attention to yeah. uh, the recent goings on in Melee? <laughs> oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Very happy because we got to make second an Second dog on the melee stats uh, on the the melee stats. How old is How old is he? Cosmo is a little over a year and a half. Um, he's oh. a cockapoo, and yeah, he's being very much goaded by treats. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, he's a cutie, and I know he just wanted to make a little appearance and say hello. How long have you had him for? So he's a pandemic pup. We got him. And I'm sorry to continue to derail the conversation, we but we got him in June of last year. So we've had him for about oh, wow. about a year and a half now. Um, so we got him like when he was a puppy, and yeah, oh, he's so happy. Are you so happy? We're coming up on the like, uh, we're coming up to about like four months since we adopted Arnold. So Barnold, I, yeah, Barnold. <laughs> I've, I've called him Barnold so many times. My family members, when they ask me about him, they literally write Barnold and text. It's like no, um, I just call him that because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> like his name's Arnold. It's not actually Barnold. Oh yeah. my god, he's so cute. Yeah, we can continue. I mean, he, he's more than happy to just sit and we can continue talking about. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no, really quickly, what kind of dog is he? So he's a, he's a cockapoo. So yeah, you already said that. Come on. Stuff, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I was Where just... are you going? Okay, go on. We. Now this is good stuff. I think. Uh, what did we decide? Like you got a you got a dog around the same time. Um, Ambie got a cat. I think we decided on pod that I have to get a bird or something, right? There was some. <laughs> yeah, I guess for the trifecta. We did. Um, I guess bird would be. Is bird the trifecta? Let's go with that or a turtle. Turtle. Uh, I could be a turtle guy. <laughs> what if I. What if you saw me at Genesis 7? Years and, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm wearing a slippy hat and. Uh, 
I have a clipboard in my hand, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make me seem a little uh, more important than I am. The clipboard doesn't actually have anything in it. It's just like, it's there to make me look busy. Uh, and around my neck, I have uh, a big snake. Do you think I could be a <laughs> snake guy? No, but I, I will give you an alternative suggestion. Here's what I think you should do. Okay. okay. Have you ever seen the movie Master of Disguise? Turtle no, turtle. and I don't know why you keep bringing it I up. I have. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, see? I See? This is what I mean. Fanny knows what I'm talking about. So I think you should dress up in Dana Carvey's Turtle Club outfit yep. from Master of Disguise. What What and, happened? Uh, uh, when, do you know when they filmed that by any chance? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the only thing I would su- the only thing I would suggest is that you not try to bite someone's nose off in the venue and then spit it back onto their face. Yeah. This is a real thing that happens in Master of Disguise, folks. Like it's it's a it's played off as like a cartoony gag and everything and it's never interrogated for the rest of the movie. Okay, I'm sorry, Smash Summit 12. <laughs> so uh uh snakes and 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 big spiders, these are all kind of scary things. Obviously, these uh commonplace on the uh southern hemisphere in australia this would be pretty normal big snakes and and stuff and uh hey look at this we have an australian player at summit how about Yay. that um, so we we got a chance to talk about the the vote-ins uh on our last episode if you want to check that out you know it was our episode with free palestine and ringler uh very fun episode and uh we got to talk about the people who were already voted in at that point which was sora tyler swift and magi um so we already talked about sora a lot i think we're a pro sora group here uh, but sora is kind of uh the headliner of this group of international talent that we have going here it's a pretty small group but i think it's a group that is like really important um uh, to to what makes summit 12 uh, a really interesting event so we obviously have the big news is we have leffen going to the event uh and made it through customs he's made it through customs also who made it through customs uh is pips quick who uh who apparently had to answer for why he traveled all the way to mexico uh (laughs) in you know however many months uh, ago but uh but yeah we we have all three of our international people are are in the country they're all in uh socal i think they're going to some of them are going to a lakers game tonight um that's sick exciting yeah, it's uh, Lakers versus Celtics. I hope the Celtics get destroyed. Um, hey, <laughs> it's hey, I'm right. <laughs> but but yes, the the moral of this story is that the the talent that we're seeing here internationally is is it's not nominal, right? You know, sometimes you'll see uh, an international person make it without really expecting them to make it far. Um, what we have here is we have Soar, who we already are believers in, and the and w- since our last episode. He's gone to Verdugo, did really well, uh, got second place, yeah. losing to Fiction twice. Edwin, you have some thoughts, I guess? Yes. I just want to say, this is not just like any random second place at a local where he got like an easy bracket or avoided people. I'm going to go down the list of people he beat, okay? <laughs> okay. He beat Null, fellow Summit invitee. Fellow summit. He beat yeah. West Balls for, you know, whatever that means in 2021. <laughs> that's still That's still good. Uh, he beat Squid. He kind of he really whopped. Uh, he he kind of like really molly whopped Squid and, and Wes. Yeah, and he beat Gooms. Those are like <laughs> that level. Yeah, they're good wins individually, and they all came at one event. Yeah, he yeah. lost a fiction judge. This guy is like I was telling people. I, I, was, I was telling people like from the beginning of the year. Like I think Sora is like low key like where spud was before he before he took off like yeah like i think the, you're like far- somewhat crazy for that considering spud was 
like an insanely good player, but you're not that far off. No, he's that's he's, just how he's not good. Is. Yeah, he that if you if you took like a top. 30 player or 40 player and put them i mean we just saw kadoran i know one of it is the q we just saw kadoran go one and two out of pizza time right like (laughs) if that happened to to sora we'd be like okay uh you know it makes sense like if if it wasn't a dq and he like lost to someone and lost to android zero and losers whatever like that'd be that wouldn't really change our mind on sora so like sora going to this event and getting second i i gotta say like we were pretty high on sora but i don't think i you know, if you told me Sora's gonna play Gooms, Nut, Squid, West Balls, and Null all and in a row, yeah, and beat them all, like I would think, like you know, maybe he drops a set or something. But he he beat all of them. That's really I, good. I, it is a really good run. Um, and I I don't want to discredit this at all. I, I do think that, you know, so looking at the new summit, like the way that the pools will kind of work, you know, he's gonna have probably it'll be tough it'll be really tough right yeah. it'll it, you know again not discredit like those are really good players of course um you know I, I think that the best player that he played in that run that would be equatable to who he's going to be playing at summit is probably Snow. fiction no yeah, i think yeah. he'll, oh, he'll, oh, you mean like he'll out be of everyone. yeah because like he'll probably he and noble probably be like again bottom season not just, yeah. they will, i mean yeah, they will be the bottom season the summit yeah yeah, yeah that's be, the caliber of event it is right so they will be the bottom season of the pool, so they won't play each other. So, you know, he might have a pool that looks something like, gosh, I don't know. It could be like, hypothetically, he's not going to be the last seed, but you could have like Zane, Hbox, Fat, and him. Yeah. Right? And like that is, again, there's going to be slight discrepancies within something that. Something along those lines. Right, so, but yeah. that, yeah. Or you could have like, you know, Amsa, like Amsa, Wizzy, IBDW, something like that, like four, five, and 11. Right. Like, you know, it's going to be a a completely different level of of talent, Uh, but it's a great, it's a great showing. Don't get me wrong. And it's, it's, it's kind of a a statement that, yeah, he's like, you know, he he would be top 10 in SoCal most likely. And he would be, you know, he, I, the way that I see it is that he's kind of like where Spud was, honestly, like where Spud was coming in, in (laughs) in 2018. Give me a time because is this like, yeah, because Spud Spud like won an event in twenty, or he got like third in an event at twenty eight in twenty eighteen, right? Was that twenty eighteen? Where he like just destroyed? Say, yeah, okay, go on. Look, look, I'm just gonna say I think Spud's peak was. I'm not. I'm not saying he's reached exactly where Spud's best play ended up, but I'm just saying like Spud was quite volatile, right? Like Spud was the Very only true. human being in the world who would rather see like Moki in a bracket. Than like, that then like you're uh, two and two that, fox right? Yeah, that, or yeah. or if that, Spud that, would that, rather see Moki than like uh, who's that chic from NorCal who Spud lost game one to Marth and went Falcon oh, and beat the big yeah, yeah yeah you know like like if Spud sees Dream in a bracket it's like yeah. oh my god like like, put, yeah. like danger danger <laughs> like, like I don't uh, think Sora has that problem do, right yeah do you, do you want to play IBW or do you want to play No Fluxus? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. You mean, you mean Cody all day. Cody here. Yeah, yeah, Spud. Yeah, Spud, you're playing No Fluxus like the. Like, we we yeah, talked about Spud I mean. a lot. Is that like, you know, obviously he he does seem to kind of be uh, taking time away from melee to the point where, uh, you know, who whatever retirement really means in melee, he does seem to be uh, past the game at this point. But we yeah. we were joking about like you could hypothetically 
if you if you had the ability to rig brackets, uh, if you were seeding every event, you had the ability to rig brackets. You could like make him top ten in the world, or you could make him like ninety fifth if you wanted to, just because. Yeah. Uh, he, he did have, yeah, he had those matchups where if it was a Sheik, if it was a Ganon, if it was a Falcon, uh, really, really tough for him. And I think that Sora, I, I wouldn't say that Sora has any matchups that I feel like are like auto wins for the, for the, uh, like mm-hmm. level play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you gave Spud, you know, if you called him top 50 or whatever, if you gave him a Peach who was top 50 ish, if you gave him a Fox that was top 50 ish, you know, et cetera, um, I think he he really destroyed those people. Like him versus yeah, he destroyed Kalamazoo. That was yeah, I was gonna say him versus Keizu. It's like I think Keizu is amazing, but um, I don't think Sora has that. I don't think Sora has a matchup where straight up you give Sora another X character who is in a uh, the top fifty level and it's an auto. But the closest uh, thing is probably a Spacey, right? And even that, yeah. Like, Spud, Spud versus Spacey's was such a high caliber. Like I don't, so I, I don't know. That's that's the the bone I have to pick with a Spud comparison but i think what sora has is he's got steadiness yeah he, he's a he's consistent what he's shown from here uh from this bracket is that like i i'm not surprised that he did all this uh i i think very highly of sora to the point where like i think that all these wins in a row are amazing but that is it's i think second to third maybe fourth was expected for me um for him here and it's yeah it's like to to build off what fendi said when he goes to summit, it'll it'll be different pools, and I think yeah. that a lot of summits you see the 16th seed or the 15th seed or you know whatever, uh, and they don't really have their ability to show what they're able to do because everyone who you're playing is top ten in the world. God, um, God bless Nick Yingling, right? Like, <laughs> like God bless him. But that that's a great example. He's of, the ghost. Yeah. yeah, just like showing yeah. up for the sake I of mean, showing up. Even Spud, Spud went to Smash Summit eight, and uh, I I don't think he did really that well, which is kind of crazy. IBW and nothing else. Yeah, if, IBW. If what was that? That was like twenty eighteen IBW or something like that. That was in pools. Still, yeah. still a good win. Uh, yeah, still good. Twenty nineteen IBW maybe. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's like it's really easy to get thirteenth. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. really hard to make top eight. So I think that if you are someone who's only looking at the big tournaments, the summits, the Genesis, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's really hard to see a lot of these unique names that are in brackets like, like this and see them be able to shine. Uh, but what I think is really cool about Sora is that he, so him, Don B and sock are here for, I think like at least three months at most a year. Sock really impressed me last night. Also, he's, yeah. that's a, that's a really solid, another really solid player. Even if he's not in, in terms of his head to head, I know Sora is, like obviously dominantly like mm-hmm. beats him pretty much without breaking a sweat. But Sok is like Sok is no joke. That guy is really good. The cool thing that we're gonna get to see from those three Australian players is that uh once Sora is done with Summit and and hey Smash World Tour, that's another cool thing to add on to. Once he's done with those tournaments, he'll be sticking around for a little bit. He'll be going to Genesis, he'll be going to you know, if last or if this week's Verdugo is anything to to account for, he'll be going to locals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that sometimes the summit players who get in as a lower seed kind of disappear uh, unless they're like able to make a incredible upset. Uh, but I think we'll we'll be able to see a lot of Sora. So that's one of these really cool things. Um, let's let's go to a different hemisphere. Let's let's talk about Pipsqueak. Uh, I was just really quickly going to be like, yeah, um, yeah. before the, the last thing I'll say about Sora, you know. The, the last couple times he's been to the U.S. have been 
relatively underwhelming. He got 65th of Genesis 7, mm-hmm. 49th of Genesis 6. Um, I guess 49th of Genesis is pretty good, but like I would be shocked if he didn't get at least 33rd at Genesis 8. Um, yeah. And I think especially if, you know, considering that he's going to get a summit level up, you know, I think it's going to be the highest expectations that folks have probably ever had for him, which is a good thing. Um, but I'm just very excited to kind of see uh, where he is, like, outside of just the invitation. Because, you know, a lot of folks will look at some of the people that go 0-3 or 0-4, or however many sets you get, and be like, oh, this dude sucks. I'm like, no, man. Like, <laughs> these dudes <laughs> yeah, are really so fun. good, and it's just really hard <laughs> players that you're going against. And so I'm excited to see him, you know, in the open bracket setting mm-hmm. um, at, at a super major like Genesis. But, yeah, let's let's talk about Europe. Um our, yeah. our good, our Swedish boys, our little Swedes. So I think, excited. you know, Pipsqueak, if, it's kind of a similar story to Sora right here, right? Um, I think the difference mainly is we have more context to what Pipsqueak's been doing. Uh, it's really hard to look at what Sora was doing in Australia and, and think that, it, like, you can figure out what's going to happen from there. Uh, I mean, obviously, what we see in Sora's results, he did kind of fall into where we placed him, which is... Uh, a testament to how smart we are. But with Pipsqueak, yeah, I mean, this is the guy who, when Leffen decided he wanted to play on box, I, Pipsqueak, I would say, was the best in Europe, which is kind of a crazy thing. Um, we've kind of seen him coalesce to, like, third best, which, um, Still considering, really good. I don't think he made top 10 on the on the latest uh, Phoenix Blue ranking for 2019. So, like, yeah, top three in Europe is still really good. Um, so he's another interesting one because as he goes to summit, it's going to be another similar thing like this. He uh, is a player who also has summit and also has smash world tour, uh, to kind of establish himself, uh, within the greater melee scene and what we've seen from him in Europe. I would, you know, it once again, summit and smash world tour, incredibly hard pools that you're going to get. Um, but I would not be surprised to see some upsets. Uh, I think that especially, you know, we, we talked about Sora having this kind of like even matchup spread. Um, Pipsqueak, I th- don't think has that. Pipsqueak has a very solid baseline in a lot of matchups and excels at a lot of matchups as well. Uh, so I would not be surprised to see him do really well in a bracket uh, full of Foxtidos or, you know, uh, I I mean, I think that he does well versus Sheik. I think that he's had good sets versus puff i wouldn't say he's a puff master but yeah give him like a really good fox and i oof, i am scared so uh, who, but I, I i i very much agree with that but i'm thinking just like running through the player list you know i don't think we're gonna see i mean i guess i i, I don't yeah. think we're gonna see chic against him right I, I would guess that free palestine would probably go marth against yeah. fox but like that, that yeah it's gonna be like there's a lot of potential for the ditto whether it's s fat you know, I think he's got really strong, I think like baseline against like some of the weirder matchups, you know, um, you know, there's no, like we have a Yoshi and we might have a Pikachu, um, yeah. and it'll be a good, you know, time for him to, to maybe get some of those like good player playing bad character <laughs> wins. Um, and also he's going to have a lot of Falcon potentially, you get Ginger, you get Magi, you get Mango, you know, I, I don't think he'd be favored against Mango, but you know anything can happen in a Space Animal matchup. Um, and and just to kind of drive the point home on on the jumps, you know, uh, to I went back to quickly just to find where Pipsqueak was on the Phoenix Blue ranking in 2019. He was 19th. 19th, yeah, he was 19, 
and behind what players, a change. yeah, like just what a change, right? And now you know the only players that you can really even entertain him being around there are like like Leffen and Triff, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know Frenzy and Prof are really amazing, but I think at this point we kind of. Europe has like a pretty solid top three and, and I think Pipsqueak has cemented himself right there. And and yeah, Absolutely. like if, if we're talking about players who have not had the chance to really show themselves on a big stage, I think that this summit is really cool because it has a lot of those. Summit always has those. Um, but I think this one, it's got a lot of first time summit people. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Pipsqueak is a first time summit person. Be great if he was a second time, but you know, uh, I guess the past is the past, but, um, but yeah, you know, we, we talk about Sora, we're talking about Pipsqueak, uh, Tyler, you mentioned free Palestine, null. And I think out of all these people who are like first time around, I mean, I might go Pipsqueak as the, the chance to really make, uh, like a really big, um, showing here, just his, his ability to do well, uh, in matchups, regardless, uh, of what it is, I think is really strong. I think he's shown a really great ability to to not like play down um Mm -hmm. and yet he has the ability to like do really really good stuff in the foxdale and we've seen him go he's had some sets that uh really seems to like knock frenzy uh out and then he has some sets where he does seem to uh, he's lost a frenzy as well but yeah i mean you're right fox ditto falco um there's so many things here that you could give him that if he plays like SFAT, if he plays Magi, you know, something that he w- could be in his pool, right? Mm-hmm. If Sora's mm-hmm. pool would look really hard, Pipsqueak, even though he's probably only a few seeds higher, uh, probably gets a pool that like somehow could look really favorable. Uh, obviously, seeding has relatively at least. least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime you're going in into this and you're not, anytime you're going into some and you're not like a top eight seed, and even then, you know, uh, it's going to be really, really t- difficult, but yeah, but we've got, you know, 16 players. You mentioned like, let's say even, let's say Pipsqueak is seed, you know, as long as he's not 16, 15, 14 or 13, yeah. he's right? probably a, he's probably a, a third seed in his pool. Yeah. Uh, and he'll probably yeah. get one of those two seed mashups that you could very conceivably win. Like again, you know, um, I mean, you guys are the seeding experts more than I am, like to, to kind of line up who's going to be after Zane Mango, right? It's like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, where after, do you... After Zane Mango, it's, that's a, that's the big... That's thing, the big question, right? right? It's like, do you have yeah, Levin, you have Wizzy coming off main stage, you have Hbox, you know, you've got a bunch. Like, yeah. there, there's oh, also the potential Tony. that, right, if, if like he could get the death pool, like let's say he's also yeah. like the 10th seed and you get matched up with like two, seven and 15, like that could be Mango, Hbox, or or IBDW, um, and then I guess like maybe Free Palestine, maybe Noel, maybe, maybe Tyler, Tyler Swift, like one of those two yeah. players. Like you know that that's like arguably just as hard as being the fourth seed in another pool, right? Like that's that's right. I mean, obviously the the specifics are are hard to pinpoint on until we have it but i i yeah. agree with the the gist of what what you're saying i mean like those those two spots could just make all all the difference in the world yeah. even if even if we thought that maybe another player there could could do well in that pool it's really just a, a matter of chance yeah i think pipsqueak's a very good very good uh pick for one of these kind of sleepers to break out um 
I actually want to bring up another Fox player here, the the one who just lost to Sora at Verdugo. I really think uh, I think Null has quite quite a good shot at a uh, breaking out. And I wrote about this in my column earlier in the week. But while um, well, a lot of people t- tend to think of Lucky as the other of, of Mango's friends, who who um, who's a good player and has gotten mm-hmm. to Summit before with with Mango's help, I actually thought of I actually think of Alex when I think of. Uh, when I think of Null as another similar player who uh, who is really climbing up the ranks of SoCal, did you know beating some of, beating some of the best players in the region? Not necessarily going positive versus them, but you know consistently taking sets and being very competitive in a tough region, mm-hmm. doing decently like even if inconsistent, doing decently well at bigger tournaments. Uh, and I mean people people memed on Alex for getting voted into his first summit campaign because he had kind of an on and off record with competing in melee, but like everyone forgets the guy was good. And after mm-hmm. some, if you want to talk about summit level ups in the months after that, he beat people like Wizrobe, Silent yeah. Wolf, Silent. later on crush. I think, uh, I think null is positioned in a strangely analogous, uh, situation where I think his matchup spread against Spaces is really good. I think he's really solid against Sheik. Um, we've I I don't think he's favored, but we've seen him take sets from Kadoran this year. Yeah, he, I, I wouldn't expect it to happen at Summit, but I it would like if Null beat Wizrobe at Summit. Like we're we're talking about low seed versus high seed. If Null beat Wizrobe at Summit, that would be huge. But honestly, given how close he was to already beating SJ at a major mm-hmm. earlier this year, I think it's kind of mm-hmm. it's weirdly foreseeable. Like if 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 we're talking about low C versus high C odds, I I'm riding null. I I like I like his chances. Yeah, he could. You know, he's obviously got a ton of a ton mm-hmm. of Falco experience, right? So like, let's say he gets you know Ginger and Magi or something like that, or you know, he's they got can't sleep on him. Right, he can't sleep on him. He's got wins um, over I guess in his career like Ice and Professor Pro and Smash Dad. Like he could basically give him a space animal and and anything except for against mango like anything is really possible there um and so yeah i like something that i i personally thought like when the final list of five invites or not invites um crowdfunded players was was you know locked in uh for summit you know if you look at these five just names in in a vacuum compared to some of the other five uh, that we've seen in the past, like for example, just because I, I have it open, like Smash Summit Eight. Um, if you look at like the the invited players from Summit Eight, that's Nun, Ginger, IBDW, Shrift, and Spud, right? Like those are established like top mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty names that like everybody knows. Um, and so to have that this year, where you you kind of have, with the exception of Magi, like you've got four fresh new faces on the Summit scene. You've got players that don't have the, the you know, I think the like deep kind of like legacy history in, in their results. You know, they've been playing for a long time, but like they're not SJ, they're not SFAT, they're not shrewd, right? Like a lot of those players that we see kind of get voted in a lot. Um, and I, I think that it, you know, it kind of notches up the, the variance level, which is a double-edged sword. I think there's a really high chance that we could see a lot of these players either straight up take sets from some of the, you know, the qualified players or the, the, the established players. But also, really, there's a shot that, like, none of them win a set, uh, you know, with the with the with maybe the exception of Magi. Um, it's, it's possible. But again, we've, we've seen this in every summit where, like, you mm-hmm. know, folks come in, they go, you know, 0-2. 
seven or whatever. We also see folks come in, you know, I think the, the first person, right? Like Zane's first big summit run, he was um, a crown f- or a qualified player or something like that. He was like one of the first non-invited players to do really well. And we could see that here. Um, but I think like more, more this year than most years, we kind of have a like a, a real, honestly, like more unknown, I think, quantity in terms of invite or crowdfunded players. And I think that makes it more exciting. Um, yeah, especially with excited, how they yeah. match up against like the three and two seed, like the like the high, like the low two seeds, or however, like like people on the border edge of like two and three seed and the yeah. four seeds. I think like I think they feel very open. They feel uncertain. Whereas in the past, those would be occupied by players that we kind of had already pre-existing expectations for. Yeah, it is cool because I feel like we always have these players, right? We always go into every summit uh, with a player who really has a lot to prove. Um, and what is cool about this is that we have like five or six of them. Um, the way that yeah. this summit worked out, I think that some people have expressed uh, that like, you know, we, some disappointment, we're not going to see X, we're not going to see Plop, we're not going to see, you know, a couple other players who've been to a lot of tournaments or a lot of summits. Um, but what Summit 11 and Summit 12 have, what's really cool is that the players who we're seeing get voted in and, and like the the ones who are fresh faces have a really good shot at doing well. Summit um, 11, I think that the, like almost every player who got voted in or every player who went for the first time, almost every one of them took a set. I know Kadoran took a set, Logan, Aklo. Uh, and it, like, this is something that we could see here. Noel mm-hmm. is a really great example of a player who, you know, he does not have the big question marks that like a Sora does or like a Pipsqueak or even Tyler Swift. Um, because we've seen a lot of him. He's been a really consistent player, and he's been someone who's always gone to majors. Um, but <laughs> the thing that made main stage so special to me for Null was that we finally saw Major Null do well. Yeah. <laughs> Null used to go to majors all the time, and I think that that's great, right? I want to commend any player who's that level, uh, who's not making money from these events to going to all these majors. Um, however... <laughs> What would happen is that he'd go and he'd usually get pretty bad losses. Uh, and it's like, it's hard for me to to say bad losses and then start to name people. But I've got some uh, some stuff that he did from 2019. Uh, so some of these have become better players as the years have gone on. Uh, and some of these are players who I think are really, really good. And it's not to say that these players are bad, but it's just like, if we're saying Noel is top 100, or if we're saying that he's top 70 or something like that. Uh, what he was doing in 2019, he lost to uh, Girth Dad. He lost to Captain Ezekiel. <laughs> he had lost to Blues Clues earlier before hey, Blues Clues. Was I was going to say. Arsenal's also a do- decent player, has lost to him. I think Fable's really good. He also lost to Fable. Yeah, I mean, Mikey, he, yeah. the, uh, the Marth from Washington. Yeah, the Washington a good player. player. He lost mm-hmm. to him. So yeah. it's like, we have seen a lot of this. And then when, when Majors came back, I was like, are we going to see it again? Uh, and he lost to Eggy, who Eggy is good. And Eggy has done well. But it didn't, like, you know, <laughs> I didn't feel better about Null's chances at a Major uh, until main stage, where he did, I think he did really well. He beat Logan, he beat Ty. He had that really close set with S2J. And that was something where I think, you know, it's really hard to to bet on anyone in this type of playing field because it's so condensed and so strong. 
But if we are able to see the null that can appear at Verdugo's or, hey, the null that can appear at Mango's house or yeah. <laughs> at his own house playing Mango online, um, that is a scary thing. Agreed. Because that null yeah. is one of the one of the more like the faster foxes that I've seen. Uh, one of the like really smart decision making uh, like uh, on dime just been able to do things that I think are really, really cool and, and work really, really well. You talk about Kodoran. I don't think he's beating Kodoran here if they play, but yeah, I don't think so he, either, but he has done well. Yeah, yeah. He's done well versus Kodoran as a, as a Fox player who is ranked below Kodoran. I don't think many Fox players can say that, um, but he has, he's done well in that matchup. You know, I, I wouldn't favor him, uh, but you know, if they're playing friendlies, he does well. If it's at a local, still favor Kudorin, but there's a chance. Um, yeah. And and we saw that in how he did versus uh, Ty and Logan, who I think are not Kudorin's level, but are very good. So yeah, I think that he he's a kind of a, a player who every year you'll have these like blank canvas Fox players. Um, and they'll kind of just like be like upset fodder for other weird characters, right? <laughs> It's like, oh, the Samus beat him. Now we're talking about how that Samus is good. Uh, but I think Null is at the point where he has progressed so much from the kind of rocky major performances of like 2019. I was just about to talk about like, if you look at some of his 2019 results, um, I mean, at the very beginning of the year, 257 yeah, at G6 yeah. <laughs> is like a yep. real eye popper. But even like, you know, he's a 65th place master, 65th at Smash Con, 65th at Shine, 65th at Main Stage. Yeah. Um, had like it's just amazing too like the just the raw number of tournaments like if you're just looking at all of the friday night turnips the dreams collides the nimbuses the the verdugos right like goes now yeah the dude is just like going to as many 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 tournaments as he could possibly could and like you'll look at some if you just look at the the local results in a vacuum you see like all these like first seconds and you're like you know again like back at this point like this is not you know the nimbuses are still not getting like the verdugos are not getting your you know top five SoCal players, but you're still again, you're in you're in the toughest region in the world for melee and you're showing up day after day after day, you know, getting top threes at these these locals. And then yeah, just like major null is just like after especially like if you look at like the run that he had it in just in SoCal from like basically after main stage where he got 65th and then all the way down where he just went to all these different locals. Um again, number of firsts on there, a bunch of top eights. And then what's the next major that he goes to? Genesis seven. What does he get? Sixty fifth. Right. It's like <laughs> it's 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 finally time. I, I very much agree. Like to, to see that performance that he had at at main stage was mm-hmm. such a, a positive indication that the, it's there. Right. It's just it's his for the taking, and this is going to be the biggest opportunity of hit of honestly of his life so far to be like, you know, I can get these these top twenty level wins. I can. I can put on the performance that, you know, we can see on mango stream in front of 2000, like let's bump that up to 20,000. Like he, he can do it. Um, and I think, you know, the, the segment that we're talking about is kind of uh, unlikely runs. Um, and actually, yeah, I think that it would be one of the least surprising breakouts, you know, if, if we were to see him mm-hmm. you know, put together like a, a, a ninth or like, you know, one of the ACLO kind of styles where you get a couple of really good wins in the pools and gauntlet stage, but you know, you do get 13, but like you walk out of there being like, yeah, like I got a couple of really big sets. Um, we could have a similar situation like that. Yeah. Um, 
And, and, and so, you know, I hate to kind of hijack like the host role, but you know, if you were to pick one player, you know, you can't pick, I'm just going to like quickly run off the players that you cannot pick. You can't pick Zane. You can't pick mango. You can't pick Leffen and you can't pick Wizzy and H box. Um, you know, who is most likely to get top, let's go top four outside of those players. Um, Cody, you think, you think it'll be Cody. Interesting. Expand on that. <laughs> uh, Co- Cody is very solid. I, I feel like Cody's really good. Those, yeah. I feel like if you were going to mention those top, top four, he, he should be there. He he's earned it. Yeah. He, he's earned to not be included within this list of breakout players. I right, actually, I um, uh, Benny, can I ask you something really quickly? Mm-hmm. So do you know what place, uh, Axe got at the last summit? Are we counting Summit 10? And then at, at, at Summit 11. At Summit 11. So he got 7th, right? Yeah, he got 7th. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pose this question to you also, Wheat. I think you're going to see where... I think Wheat knows where I'm going with this. Is there any chance, and if there is, tell me what the future is like in which Tyler Swift outplaces Axe <laughs> and gets 5th at this tournament? I, I, I think it is weirdly plausible, but like, like I have to... <laughs> There, there is a Cinderella run that could happen. I will, I will be the the Stephen A. Smith here and say, <laughs> just like, he he would need the perfect bracket. Tyler Swift is terrifying, dude. Yeah, the, the the thing is, you give him the perfect bracket. I think he, like, okay, <laughs> give uh, you know, he's gonna be a one a four seed in his pool, right? Yeah. Uh, like we all think he's good, but he's gonna be a four seed. Give everyone else the perfect bracket to fifth place. Who has the like the easiest run? I think it's him, right? As much as I love uh, Anise, I, I think that Free Palestine's perfect bracket is still really, really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Same goes Agreed. for Null. Same goes for Sora. As much as we talk both of them up, I do think that there's a ceiling at an event like Summit. But yeah, have Tyler. What would his bracket have to look like? I think he could beat a Fox. I think that's possible. Uh, you know, he just took a set off of Aklo. He reset bracket at uh, the nightclub and it went game 10. I think it's really possible for him to beat Null, Sora, etc. Um, you give him like... Give uh, him Kadorn. Give him Kadorn well, fresh well, off of Well, that's like so the thing, right? Like he could get to fifth if he ha- plays Kadorn in H-Box or something, right? This is like, of course, not easy, but like doable. There's I a would, chance. I, hold on. I would put the... I would bet the farm on H-Box in a land set. Just want to make that very clear. I would, I would put all of it on the H. But he has a better shot than Axe versus H. No, I, right? I agree. I, I totally agree. But like, I'm still taking H. Box ten times out of ten. Uh, fair, fair. Okay, like, but, like, okay, but I so like, let's say, let's say, let's say Tyler either he's going to be a third or fourth seed coming out of pools, right? Um, which means like it, he would have to win a set, I think, because if let's yeah. say he loses a set, he comes out as a fourth seed. That means. And I know that the um, there's like a little bit different of a gauntlet kind of this mm-hmm. time where it's it's the bottom three players in the first pool do like three four play mm-hmm. and then they play the winner plays number two. Like let's say he loses that first game, um, either as the three seed or the four seed. That means he's he could either get like a three seed like um, like Pipsqueak, or he could get a three seed like honestly like Ginger, or he could get S Fat. And like he's not winning any of those, right? It's like that close to being a thirteenth and done. But if he gets, for example, like let's say 
you know, let's say Kadoran is his two seed, drops a three, he drops his game to a three seed, right? Then he could get Kadoran, and then then all of a sudden, wait a second, now he's getting the loser of, you know, I don't know, like uh, Amsa and Wizzy or something like that, right? And then like another upset could happen. I just think I, I agree with what we're saying. It's like the the perfect bracket exists more for Tyler Swift, but I just think it, it, it's like of all the possible possibilities. Yeah. It's very, 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 yeah, it's very, very marginal. Yeah. Right, I will say, let me craft. Will... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anok, you, you asked the question. Wait, wait let on. me, let me just add one thing. Yeah. Technically Tyler Swift does have a, t- does have a set on gender this year. They, they split out of Xanadu earlier. He, he won the best of three. Ginger won the best of five. So I am going to craft the, the, the run to fifth place. Now <laughs> I I'm like, not 100% sure that this would actually get to fifth place. Like, I'm like doing some bracketology in my head. Um, but, let's, okay. let's say he starts in losers, so he has no, to No, no, win. no, no. His pool, here's, oh, here's how he wow. does this. Okay. Mm-hmm. His pool, he beats H-Box. And this is pool's H-Box. He's not beating H-Box in losers, like yeah. losers quarters. <laughs> no way. But he could beat pool's H-Box. So he beats pool's H-Box. He gets it out of the way real early. And then he beats Magi. He's okay. second seed in his pool. He goes in the gauntlet and he plays Pipsqueak. And he game five beats Pipsqueak. Uh, unfortunately, the Okamid practice is just a little <laughs> not enough. It falls just short. So he goes, he starts in winners. And who is, so he's second seed. Who is first seed? It's Kadoran. <laughs> ah. He beats Kadoran. He's in winners, semis. And then it doesn't matter. Immediately he could lose twice. Yeah, he could lose <laughs> yeah. twice and he's got Yeah, then points. it doesn't matter from there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, that would be, I mean, obviously this requires him beating multiple amazing players. Uh, but, you know, like, if I, if I had to craft a, a bracket in which one of the bottom four seeds got top five or top six, I guess, um, that would be it. I think that Tyler Swift is the, the one who you can, like, kind of kind of uh create one in, i feel like no lab. one wants to play tyler swift except like free palestine and s fat i feel everyone else is S-Fat, like oh my yeah that would be very scary <laughs> I, think, I think zane i mean obviously like they play yeah, zane, there all the time fair right enough. it's like you know it's he could yeah, do it right i mean that. they 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 go i would not call it back and forth but like mm-hmm. you know tyler gets games here and there um but yeah, I, I think like the the lack of an axe Pikachu is is certainly something that nobody is happier than than Zane about. Yeah. Like now, you know, I, I think I don't know if anyone else had any kind of we already talked about unlikely runs. Um, and this is, is just getting perfectly into my segue into who's winning Summit. Um, you know, I think that if you got you guys are sports fans, what are the odds right now? that Zane wins the whole thing. He probably, you know, if we, if we want to start talking about, um, cause who... I think he's winning. I'm just going to put that. That's not a shocker <laughs> to anybody, but I, I, I'm curious. Like, what do you like? You know? It, it, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about it, Right. Yeah. Because, because what we, we, we talked about the, the people who could make, um, upsets here. We could t- make, unlikely runs to to ninth or seventh or i guess we talked about fifth um <laughs> but the rest of the field who we haven't talked about yet you know the the chances for people to actually win you know we don't have axe we don't have plop so it feels like it's not as as wide open but you look at it and it still is pretty 
like pretty open for the taking. I would say Zane is the odds on favorite. Um, Mango did this before. We all know that. I think it's hard to replicate. And I, while I do think that, you know, given a year of, of 10 majors or whatever, uh, and Mango and Zane play it, you know, eight of them or whatever, I do think Mango takes some sets, but I'd probably mm-hmm. say that Zane's the favorite. Zane would come out with more sets. Um, and this is kind of like, yeah, we, we if we talk about, you mentioned it right there, there's no axe. There's no plop. <laughs> These are the things that, who benefits most from this? And it is Zane. Yeah. Um, he he still has Wizzy, who's could be an issue. He still has Mango, who could be an issue. Leffen is a big question mark and could be an issue in the future, but this is probably the time where he's, you know, least of a threat to Zane. Yeah, I mean, if I if I put any money on this, this is the Zane summit, um, and and I really have yet to without seeing Leffen, without seeing Mango since you know however long, mm-hmm. um, I have yet to come up with a good reason as to why Zane is not the favorite. No. Yeah, I completely concur with that. I already bet on Mango once this year. Uh, it ended up working out pretty well. But I mean, we've seen Mango do this. He wins a huge event and he gets ninth at the next one, or he or he or he doesn't do well, and his chief rival comes back uh, looking scarier than ever. I just and think he has what... been grinding. Zane has been like off stream. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm just he's in like psycho killer mode you know yeah. i think smash that's... world tour i will say so smash world tour the uh the na east event uh the people who were there earliest every day earliest was cody like straight up first person in there every day uh and usually second was zane zane and cody were there for you know they, they were playing friendlies more than anyone else there uh, i will say from both the smash world tour events we have people playing friendlies all day it was like <laughs> I don't want to dredge up that, uh, you know, melee versus ultimate thing, but the the people who were working the ultimate events were kind of surprised that there was no drop off in people like leaving or people, uh, you know, finishing the day after their sets were done. No, they people grinded, and I don't think there were any bigger grinders in the entire venue than Zane and Cody, who usually played with each other. They they were so focused on making the most out of an event like this, and I think that both of them have the laser focus on using their time in melee uh to their advantage which you know if you are going to be someone who is a newcomer to the top 10 like they are right like however many years ago you don't have to go back very many years to find a top 10 where they're not on it um which you have to go back a lot of years to find a top 10 where mango is not it uh but yeah i mean like that's that's necessary for them to compete at this level uh and i don't think that there's anyone who's like sharpening their sword so to speak more than zane nice love that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean the uh the thing is we're talking about people who win the event right so i think yeah. we all agree that zane has the best overall like chances against the field i think Ma- neither if- of you answer wait neither of you answer my question though what odds would you give <laughs> zane versus the field oh what specific odds uh, I, I, I would say know. like i would like, bet i would bet on the field at three to one i think it that think- seems about what i was gonna say yeah, but like sure. anything, yeah, else, why not? so I would say like Zane wins thirty three percent of the time, and the field wins the other sixty six, which is like pretty ridiculous to be like he's coming in at almost like an even odds favorite. But he, mm-hmm. I just think he's like, you know, at, at the current moment he's like really yeah. just on another level. Um, and I think you know, 
I think where Anok was about to go is like, who else could possibly win this event, right? And to me, I think the list is like four players, five, maybe five, depending on how in shape Leffen looks, right? It's like, to me, it's, it's Zane, Mango, Wizzy, and HBox. And it really mm-hmm. kind of depends on the bracket draws because like no disrespect to any of the other players going, but if any of the other players are on Zane's side of the bracket, they're just not going to win. Like no offense, like yeah, uh, you know they're you know Ginger's not winning that. I think Amsa might be a, might have a little have a bit of a scary sh- shot. I know that Zane's beaten him like the last three times they played, but the the thing with Amsa I would say is in in addition to just their last set going down to the wire, I think Amsa's really scary when he gets time to prepare for opponents and when they don't get time to prepare. Or or when they don't have a chance to prepare for him, I think we're pick. But that would be like that's the only person I would say outside the major caliber winning of a like outside the very top tier of people entering this event who mm-hmm. I would say have a sh- chance versus Zane, which already says a lot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it's just everybody else is is gonna run into and like you know that that's also just talking about specifically against Zane. Like a lot of other people have that same kind of demon against Mango. Right. Like mm-hmm. if if Mango Wizzy is two, three, right? Like that's just tough shit for Wizzy. Um, or if like you know, it, it kind of depends on where again, like where do you see the Box? Where do you see Leffen? Where do you see Wizzy? Like a lot of that is gonna ultimately come down to how the bracket shakes out. Um, but like if you are like let's say you're S fat uh going into the bracket as the eight seed and you get Zane round one, like that's rough. Yeah. You know, or or if you're Ginger, or if you're Magi, or if you or if you're Pipsqueak, right? Like, you know, there's there's just so many players that if you just get seated against Zane, then you, you're just toast, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just a bummer. And but that's how all brackets work, right? It's like if you're the 64th best, you'd much rather be like the 68th best player in a bracket than the 64th because if you're 68th, you don't have to play against number one, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's just a lot of it's going to kind of shake down like that. Um, but so I, I'm, I'm very curious to be like, just to see you, I, I think for me, the two players that I am going to be watching the most intently, and I, I would hope that everybody has the same answer for number one, is going to be Leffen, right? Like, because if, if somehow Leffen comes and we see, you know, even like 90% Leffen, 85% Leffen, like that dude could still very much, it's really good. Right, that dude could very much yeah. still make a run to grants, right? It's like, you know, or just what level of left are we going to see? I think it's like yeah. the kind of biggest question um, that could determine a lot of how this goes. Uh, and the other one for me is, you know, you know, Edwin went to bat from right away is going to be IBDW. It's like if, mm-hmm. if IBDW can be mentally composed and, and pick up a couple of those key, you know, he could very much be in like a four or five, kind of quarterfinal right and that's the difference between potentially going down to losers and playing someone like Doran or moving on to winners and playing wizzy or hbox right it's like it's gonna be um a huge discrepancy in that and i think like he can put it together and like you know he's not he's a non-zero chance gets mango too if he it's just basically it's like again can he end up on the other side of the bracket of zane he could very much be meeting zane in winners finals right yeah he could. it's it's really funny that we we just fall back into this so so easily, right? Um, do you remember? I mean, obviously you guys remember, but but back in the day before Armada retired, um, 
a lot of brackets would have, you'd have Armada on one side and HBox on the other. And then if you were not one of the players who could beat right. both of them, your chance at winning yeah, a major yeah, you were was just done. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we saw Armada retire and, and we thought the floodgates were going to open once X won summit. Um, but now it's kind of funny because what it is, is, you know, if you can't beat Mango and if you can't beat Zayn, then you're probably the same exact chances that you would have before because yeah. you have someone like Cody. Cody's amazing. Cody also lost the last, what, like nine sets online versus uh, Mango. Uh, yeah. It's it for someone who's beaten him in person. It was not pretty. Uh, and of course, Zayn, like, I think Cody, I like I have weird optimism versus him or for him versus Zayn, uh, but not enough where I'd say that he probably has a really good chance to win. Um, so that's I mean, out we have the to window, see it, right? Like un- until he does yeah. it, it's always going to be a possibility, but it won't be like, yeah, like, like I, it I could mean, be really close. And we'd consider like, like if it happens, we'll be like, okay, well, like he's played him enough times to where he was due for one, or it's going to get into like hopeless territory. Regardless right? of, yeah. of what like chances he has, there's no way in the near future that he wants to be on the same side of bracket. Uh, like even if right. he has the yeah. chance Just to objectively. win, no way he wants to be there. Uh, so you, you kind of run into stuff where like, yeah, I mean, you, you got to look at people who their chance to win is if they're on the right side of the bracket, if Wizzy's on Zane's side of the bracket, that's could be doable. If he's on Manko's side, you know, that's tough. Um, really if he's on like, Cody's side. That's hard for Wizzy, by the way. That's another matchup yeah, that's the, been looking worse for him. Yeah, it's basically like, like if, if Wizzy's five and he get, or if like, let's say Wizzy's four and Hbox is five. Yeah that's the bracket that you could possibly like the best bracket you could kind of possibly ask for, for him. It's, it's funny too, because we talk about all this, this is not a set bracket. Um, this is every, if yeah. everything plays to, to what it should be, it plays which to speed, won't. <laughs> which it won't. And how many times have we seen mango play like the melee of his life on pools day and then immediately lose on, yeah. on bracket. <laughs> um, I Smash mean, we, six when he beat, he beat Armada he or beat, whatever. He beat Armada and he, yeah, he beat yeah. Armada, he beat Hbox. <laughs> like, and then just, I mean, the the demon that he had that he faces most often, I think that it's always like Plup, right? He does so well that he plays Plup and immediately loses. Yeah. Happened at Summit 11. Yeah. I mean, we, we like could see some version of that. We could see some version of him losing in pools. And even though I don't really don't think that's likely, uh, but he could be on the same side of bracket as Zane, right? Like yeah. whatever bracket comes to be, um, it's going to be kind of a mess. Uh, and yeah, we, we talk about people who can win and you got to look at people who have a realistic shot at beating both Zane and Mango, um, or at least a really good shot of beating one of them, uh, which yeah. comes down to surprisingly, not surprisingly at all. Very few people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, I, I think only, uh, I think Zane, Mango, Wizzy, and then Leffen can i i'm i'm not counting people with like a five percent or lower chance of winning the tournament wow. i'm gonna treat that so i'm gonna H, treat that h god doesn't get five percent no. wow no, i think i i think i i can't see hbox winning this tournament i'm sleeping hbox on is like you know my my friend uh fendrick here is wearing a 76er shirt uh so i do have to to mention basketball uh hbox is like current day lebron <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't uh, look that great checks, baby cashing those checks but, but like if you asked me if lebron has a chance to win the finals i will say yeah sure i'm not gonna say no to that question right it feels like you know 
I don't really think he's got a good chance to win, but it is LeBron, and we've kind of been through enough where we know to not bet against LeBron, uh, even if the eye test and everything else says that probably not the chance, not, yeah, not the time. People, but is, are people forgetting that HBox got to winner's finals at Summit 11? Like, <laughs> oh, hello? Like, me it's, HBox, I'm saying, he's impossible to bet against. Loses. Yeah, he, the God only loses when he loses. That's all I'm going to say. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way with HBox. First off, I want to clarify something. I think offline HBox is de- definitely a different beast than online yeah. HBox. I think even we, though we've he, seen did just, he did do the three-peat. Yeah, he did do the... God, don't get me started on the, the stupid <laughs> three-peat. I, this like sent, gave me an aneurysm. The, non, the <laughs> non-consecutive three-peat. God, yeah. he, he just like... He recrafts words into what he wants them to be. It's he amazing. Just, he just forces reality to bend in the direction that he wants. It's like Shakespearean. Shakespeare would just like make all these terms <laughs> and like just change the language. And, and HBox yeah. does the same. Three P didn't mean like, I guess three non-consecutive wins, and now it does. Yeah. <laughs> but but yes, yeah. so go on. You, you, HBox is a different beast online <laughs> or offline. Yeah. yeah. With that said, I don't know if even offline hungry boxes like matchup spread against the top tier of play mm-hmm. is anywhere near adequate to where it needs to be for me to seriously consider him winning. Zane, this tournament. Scary. let's let's go down. IBW, yeah. Zane, scary. I'm, I'm gonna, scary. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into detail on each of these. Zane, yeah. I think is an auto loss. I don't think yeah. he has a shit. I, I like like could he beat Zane? I mean, like maybe, but he needs every he single break here. to go. Yeah. yeah, he needs to. But he needs every single break to go his way to win yes. a set against Zane. Like he has to be resting out of his mind. Like Zane might have to SD or or commit like a really egregious error or something. Like it would be a big upset. Like he played point. the he played the game of his life, game one in winners mm-hmm. finals of Summit, and then Zane was like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and then, and then everything else happened the way we thought it would. Uh, but yeah, I agree. so you know, you would need. The, I'm gonna treat Zane as an auto loss. Mango, I mean, I don't know, like maybe maybe Mango like runs at him for twelve times yeah. in it. In I think like, I think he has a better chance of beating Mango than he does of beating Wizzy. I uh yeah, Wizzy maybe. I, I think he's got That's my he, like slightly medium hot take. He I think he's no, I think that's reasonable. Some he'd of the Wizzy sets Mango are really than Wizzy or IBW, which seems crazy. But like Yeah, but it's yeah. still unlikely. Like Yes. Like that might that. like if that's his best chance, like that's another set where he needs breaks to go his way. So if the, that's yeah, the top two he, he can't beat Mango at the top of Mango's game. It right. just yeah. we're we're kind of betting on the fact that if he like there's a chance that Mango might not be on the top of his game. Uh but yeah, yeah. I, what do we I think of HBox that. versus Leffen? Like I know we haven't seen Leffen in a year and a half. Yeah, so like it's just I really have to hard assume. to surmise, right? It's like yeah. Honestly, I think we get a good like we could get honestly, like, I think Leffen destroys it. Well he could. I think that that's like one of those matchups like actually it could go either way um, if we're talking like winners semis um or if you know we're talking pools i think that's a different story i think uh, a leffen who is in shape enough to get to winner semis could really destroy yeah if, if he's uh, an yeah. box because that, that means also that he's already himself there right that means he's yeah. already gotten at least three pool wins or yeah. two pool wins and a gauntlet win and a win in bracket right like that shows that we're we're seeing it's- like uh top left but if it's like you know let's say it is it's early in pools mm-hmm. and it's the three yeah. six or the four or five or whatever you know that is when the moment would be the most opportune for for hbox to get that right w. 
but even saying Leffen as his best chance, like we we already listed two people that yeah. he needs every like we we listed two people, the two most important people at this event who he needs every break to take a single set from. Now we're we're, we're now we're getting into like the people like Wizrobe and IBW who again like if he takes a single set from them like but, yeah maybe maybe but he has to be he has to take multiple from yeah that but, same but I think I think that's where the list ends I think that's the list ends that are people that are favored above HBox yeah I, think I, I, I think would agree with my player favored but to, but to win a tournament you have to beat like three of those people i i don't see it with them i think it's so i'm sleeping but I'm on saying, clutch god I, you are sleeping on the clutch god which is why i think that to give him an under I, I, the way that i see it i, I think that there's kind of like i think there's four tiers of of players that to win this event i think and and this is my favoritism showing i think zane is alone in tier 1 <laughs> i think that he's he's kind of like gotten himself then enough there's, then there's two empty tiers right. and there's the other 15 <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. no then then i think you have i think you have mango also in his own tier um and then i think you have a, a three-person tier in tier three where i think you have hbox ibdw i can make it four people h hbox ibdw wizzy and leffen and then i think honestly then tier four is everybody else um I think that there's that there's move a, H, H move H God into tier four. See, I, I just know. I can't do that. I, I'm with I'm no, with I, I, until until his you guys really his have such faith in offline off, H box. You, you can you just like you cannot count him out as a as a as a tournament threat. Um, yeah, uh, like I, just, it, I I don't I don't think he'll win, but I'm just no. like I'm not <laughs> sleeping on the H God. I'm not sleeping on the God. That's all. That's all. My my brain is unable to like really bet against him if you if you came up to me and you're like hey like you know uh you'll lose five dollars if uh if hbox you know like whatever whatever bet it would need to be i would like i would be so afraid to take a bet even if i could win even if it was like you know i'll lose five dollars and i'll gain twenty dollars or whatever it's like uh, the chance of him winning is slim as it currently uh, stands because of all the reasons we mentioned, because there's so many scary people here, but like there's stuff that slim chance will, will not leave. Like no matter what we see from H God ever, uh, he will still have a slim chance of winning. Even when he goes to events and he's seated like 25th, right? Uh, he is this kind of like wild card who no matter what's happening around him, will always have a chance. Um, and it's fun and it's scary and it's like weird. Honestly, now that you say it, wait, I believe I, I trust you. You you have a really good handle <laughs> on one when, when Hbox decides he wants to win. I'm gonna change well, my mind. I'm not sleeping on Clutch like, God anymore. So we on the Logan episode, we kind of were like a little on the nose talking about how, you know, he's doing well enough to the point where I don't think he needs to win. Uh and I like need to preface this by saying Hbox is one of the best players of all time. And it's his legacy is not built entirely on spite. However, <laughs> when Hbox needs to prove something, there's like a new gear that he's able to kick into. Um, and I think that's, you know, I'm not saying that's why he did well at Summit 11, but every time people have counted him out recently, he's, he's always again. done well. But what we're seeing is we're seeing him, he got third, he got, you know, he got third at um, uh, Summit, he got what, fourth at Riptide, uh, or maybe third at Riptide, he got fourth at, um, smash world tour uh east coast he got he second got at main stage yeah it's like he's doing well enough to the point where i don't think he has counted out enough to really prove anyone wrong 
which I mean, hey, this level of play at this tournament, I don't even think like having a chip on your shoulder gives you that much of a chance because what we're seeing it for yeah, him that's the thing. is those players mm-hmm. are so scary. It's yeah. like uh remember 2013, 2014 when he was like the fifth god, but also kind of the god who would never win anything. Yeah. Um we're seeing a kind of a return to form of that where like he always has a chance, but he happens to be playing against people who have a bigger chance and have a great chance against him. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I will never count out H god especially with what we've seen from him. I honestly uh, think he's like closer to Amsa in terms of long shots to win the event than he is to Wizrobe. Yeah, you like, have this weird ooh, like damn. I don't know what you and Amsa, what's going on there. But I uh, think a guy is horrifying. I, I, I was gonna say I just he's think that, such a that's scary a scary player. I was gonna say that's actually just a super big compliment to Amsa. That's yeah. Yeah, I Amsa, just, yeah. horrifying. <laughs> Amsa, like after uh, after all of rollback, we were me being the stupid idiot that I am and so many other people thought, <laughs> oh my god, so many Fox, top new top 25 Fox players. Ah, oh, I don't know. Aklo's kind of scary for him. I don't know how Amsa does against Aklo. Aklo washes whiskers. When these two play, Amsa just clowns Aklo. Yeah. He beats Mango first try at the event. I'm never sleeping on this guy again. Amsa, yeah. he... I'm sorry, he, he Maybe he's not a top five player, but he's he's pretty damn close. He's really scary. Yeah, and there's no peach at this tournament. Scary. Yeah, but someone so someone someone in chat just had a really good point. You know, Amsa has has not even come close to even like at, at an event like Summit. Like, what is his bet? Like a seventh place, right? Or maybe like fourth at main stage. But that was the 2019 main stage. It's not the same one that we had this year. Like, mm-hmm. like he hasn't had the like. Yeah, it, it was Genesis be, 6. Yeah, there's right? no Genesis, precedent for it. Right, Fair yeah. Fourth four the Genesis 6 is like the, by far the best placing at, at a tournament that he's ever had, right? Like it, it's just there's no, there's no like, yeah, there's no precedent, right? To be like, this is this is an event that opposite could win because you, you, you just said it, right? Like you have to beat three of the top five best players in the world in some order, right? Most likely, barring chaos. And he just like is not going to be able to do that. Um, yeah, maybe he takes a set from one of them right and then he sneaks into he sneaks into winner semis or he like uh wins a set or two in losers and you know but he's just like he's not gonna he's not gonna get top three this event um yeah i think i think it would take a lot to go his way for that to be possible which is why i compared him to hbox because i don't (laughs) current hbox oh yeah winning tournament watch he's he's gonna win this he's gonna win this tournament and then next week i'm gonna come on with like a paper bag over (laughs) that would be insane i think that would be a honestly i think we would that would would be like a legacy defining win like yeah we would literally i'm just gonna let you know right now if hbox wins this tournament not only will i come on next week with a paper bag over my head but i'm gonna like halt i'm gonna suggest that we halt production on like whatever our <laughs> upcoming product projects are and we just make this hbox spite video <laughs> i think oh, i i would i would hope that you do like the, uh, the great we just honestly, we just convert ourselves to hfam propaganda honestly Edwin, i'm not no, sure I'm if kidding. you're getting invited to that. the next episode if, yeah. if uh, he wins <laughs> that might be your punishment you might just to get like sit home and angrily look on twitch which you can subscribe to yeah you can just way, put the, if you have the, 
put the H God only loses when he so chooses just right there on your on your cam the whole time. Yeah. Like you don't even get to have the bag over your head. It's just H God. I don't even get to talk either. So it's just there's a corner for like, oh, so like what do you think, Edwin? And there's just like yeah. 15 seconds of silence. No, I, I think, yeah, you should be like muted. It's like me, Ambi, and I don't know, Amsa or something. For some reason, yeah. we get Amsa. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you're or just you like still get H-box. There. Wow, get the God on the pot. God, yeah. Let's, let's wow. bring that hashtag, God on the pot. <laughs> put, put it out in the world. Ooh, boy, oh, God, yeah. he's going to win this tournament, isn't he? Oh, no. Uh, that would be wild. Um, I take it back. Yeah, but I, I just... Well, I, you know, Zane's let's, gonna win it. Let's do so. Yeah, we'll we'll each go around and we'll say our person. But before that, let's put a nice little bow on this H box thing because I don't think any of us are saying H box unless Edwin has a huge change of heart and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's gonna win. Uh, until unless that happens, let's let's uh, finish off H God conversation with uh, kind of similar to what I did with Tyler Swift. Right? We crafted a bracket that would be perfect for Tyler Swift to get fifth. Let's craft the perfect bracket for H box to win. <laughs> Okay. So let's say he gets second in his pool, right? I think that's like most likely thing. Sure. He might face IBW, might face Wizzy, he might face Leffen. <coughs> uh, any of those, even I think Leffen's probably the easiest one in that pool, but any of those, that's kind of tough. Uh, so let's say he finishes second in his pool, wins Gauntlet. Um, who, do, who does he want to see in, uh, in, in winner's quarters? So let's, let's assume that he is just for this argument's sake he, he won't play the one seed of whoever was in his pool so he either yeah, whoever he yeah. lost to he won't have to play right no, so it'll yeah, either correct. be like zane mango leffen or wizzy and the, whoever he didn't lose to yeah, yeah i i think the best thing for him would be getting mango early it, yes i agree. I think getting mango in winner's quarters is the best thing that he can get yeah pr- probably mango or leffen early most likely mango so yeah. the so let's say he ends about. up he ends up as the seven seed against mangoes two and he beats mango then what i think is the best thing is that he sees number six seed kadorin beat <laughs> number three seed leffen leffen yeah yeah Kadorn and semis would probably yeah. be his and then best. he gets Kadorn and semis and then let's say he gets so then it's the question of <laughs> i think he'd rather play wizzy than zane right so let's say number four seed yeah. wizzy beats zane in winter semis uh, and that's then he like gets wizzy, right but yeah. then he gets it, it's, <laughs> it, yeah he's not a favorite either but <laughs> it's, the, it's like you know and this is within the realm of possibility so like, yes, he definitely yeah. wants to he wants to dodge ibdw for sure right um and so like I Leffen, think Leffen is probably his winner's finals opponent, if, his best case, well, right? Oh, and even that, like that's that's asking a lot. <laughs> like that, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe if Leffen is winner's finals and then Kadorin's upset is like Cody or something like that. But right? I think we just talked about if if Leffen's getting to winner's finals, true, Leffen's winning true. the tournament, right? Uh, yeah, like, I mean that far. <laughs> regardless, if he if it's Wizzy Zane. <laughs> If Cody's on the other oh side, I think he probably still wants to see Leffen. I mean, this is just like yeah, a testament to how yeah, so, tough this is going to be. God, so even if Leffen is playing good, he would rather play that version <laughs> good of Leffen. I don't play, know. Than I mean, play Cody or Wizzy. I think I think That's you have a, an, ac- an actual plausible path for him to getting to winners finals, and then just whoever is waiting for him in the winners finals, barring again to- just total chaos, yeah, is going to be a really really tough matchup for him. But at that point, it's Hbox and winners finals. Yeah. Also the same thing. It's like it could very much be he's just feeling himself and he gets true. You know, he gets Wizzy and I know Wizzy obviously has had the upper hand yeah. recently, but it's like 
But he did beat him this year. He, yeah, he yeah, does have a set exactly. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe that's it. That's the left, and then he gets. I, I mean, still do not feel confident, but yeah, <laughs> no. And then he gets what, like Mango and Grands? No, like, because that means that means I was gonna say that's, no. that's losers like losers. Yeah. Mango, oh, dude. No. oh god. No. no. I mean, to be no. fair, we've seen losers Mango get like schn- like snuffed out by but that was but that was way in the past that was like, yeah that, that was like, different yeah, time. like i don't know if that's mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah. Well, it exists see- that that like that line exists to him to, to it, again it's super unlikely we're all quantifying that but it's it's you know honestly, it's first like, like mango to kadoran right yeah. like to get to winners finals that i could see that yeah it would, it would need again a lot has to go his way but like yeah. if we're gonna build the path that's probably it to winners finals, and then like we're saying, maybe he maybe he he beats Wizzerobe, and then he gets Wizzy again. He loses a set yeah, one, Wizzy, but anyone said two. You know, again, this is who does Wizzy I, beat in losers? Then this Wizzy beats a double eliminate. Wizzy, does he beat Wizzy beats Amsa? Amsa gets third. It's wow, crazy. yeah, we're making what up the bracket here. Don't have yeah, to worry sure. about losers because we're just focused yeah. on Sora DQs because he starts dating Pokimane or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's we're all hey, who cares? He's in LA, he's all having a good time. Um, okay, well, suffice to say, I don't think any of us are picking Hbox as the our prospective winner for the event. Um, start with old Josh Fendrick over here. Who I mean, who uh... do you possibly think could win? <laughs> <laughs> who is your it's, choice? Uh, it's it's a pretty easy choice for me. I think you know the the multitudes of 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 just him being favored against pretty much anybody else in the bracket at this point um i think we'd have to have you know people rightfully say like it was one of the best comebacks ever for mango to win summit 11 but we have to remember that you know zane was up 2-0 in the first set of grands and then just collapsed um mm-hmm. if he just closes out you know game four on fd for example then it's 3-1 and you know then it's just business as usual and I think that, you know, we will see that level. Like if you go back to Zane's, uh, you know, Summit 11, he dropped one game to Plup, dropped one game to HBox, and that was it, right? I don't think he dropped a single game anywhere else. Like he just, no, he dropped two games in pools. He dropped a game to, he got two games to AMSA, but he 3-0'd none. He 3-0'd Yingling, and then, oh, 3-1 over ABDW. So like, he was just playing on a, he was on a different level than everybody else. Um, and I think we also saw at Smash World Tour East, right? Like, um, you know, he just 3 0s IBDW with the quickness in Grants, right? Like, he just, I, I think he's operating on an entirely different level right now. Um, and I think that that Zane is going to win this whole thing. I, I do want to give my other Marth hot take and that I do think the Goderin gets top eight uh, and maybe even top six so i think uh watch watch for him i think he's just been playing also entirely yeah. out of his gourd right now um and i i think that there is a uh, a very conceivable path for him to getting top six um, he would need a couple lucky breaks for sure but you know i think it's we don't have to go through the like convoluted exact hypotheticals right, we there. save that for hbox right exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly um so i think uh i think you know just give him some space animals you saw the sick comeback against s fat like 
he he's going to be, in my opinion, favored against every space animal there. I think with the exception of Mango, maybe IBDW, depending on how you feel. I, I the, the one set I want to see more than anything else is is Kadoran versus Leffen. That's the well, one. Yeah. If you can give me that set, everything else is icing on top of the cake. Like, I, I want to see that set so bad. You know, I want to see Zane play everybody and beat everybody. But, like, specifically, I want to see uh, Kadoran versus Leffen. Hey, Fendi. That would be amazing. Wait, Are you for Smash, wait for Smash World Tour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think you're right. I think that uh, the Marths here have a very good chance at doing very well. Kudorin, you know, his last event that he did not place top eight was Summit. Um, so let's see if he can write that wrong. Uh, what about Are you? sure you? it was in pizza time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last event, last event he did uh, get top eight at was pizza time nine or whatever <laughs> got, a, got a fat 17th losing to dq and the greatest player of all time uh android zero cannot be stopped yeah literally impossible uh except when he lost to squid or whatever um <laughs> uh edwin we're coming off of uh one of our our marth friends saying uh, our other marth friend uh so i go to you another another friend in the marth sphere who do you think is going to win I think it's Zane. Uh, no axe. Mango likely to rest on his laurels after being dubbed the greatest player of all time. Uh, Rusty slash just coming back into practicing against the top American player shape version of Leffen. Um, up and down Wizzy. Uh, I guess IBW like really trying his best, but I think Zane is just Zane is just on another level right now. I, I think he's definitively the favorite. We were talking about odds with him earlier. I sat on for a bit. I would give him like I don't know how this translates into numbers, but I would I would give him like close to forty percent odds of winning the event. I think he's a yeah. solid favorite. Mm-hmm. I think that's three to two. I know Leon was correcting my incorrect math earlier. <laughs> I think that's right, but that I mean, yeah, he's just like a really, really heavy favorite, and I, I very much agree with that. Yeah, yeah. 30, 30, 33 percent, forty percent. You know, then yeah, you something give, around that. Range. Well, you give you could probably give Mango like. 15 to 20 ish you give hbox and you give wizzy and leffen and ibw probably like somewhere around seven to ten percent each mm-hmm. hbox five to seven percent and then the rest of the field five percent i don't know my quick maths added up to to 100 but like it if really is like we will tell us right it's like a two-person match basically like the leffen and, and mango combined like if you were to give me Leffen and Mango versus the field, or sorry, Zane and Mango versus the field, I would take Zane and Mango. Yeah, probably. Right? Does that yeah. sound about right? We. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I agree. I mean, going into this, this is probably Zane's tournament to lose. Right. Yeah. The the one person who we've seen that he would still have a chance against, uh, but has not beaten yet, is not here. Uh, that's Axe, and then another player who is a wild card for you know, how he does versus him, which is Plup, is also absent. Um, mm-hmm. So while I, I like, I'm not going to say that none of these players here can beat him. Obviously, we've seen uh, multiple of these players do well versus him in the past. Um, yeah, it's it's really impossible to go into this tournament and say that anyone but Zane is favored to win, which is why <laughs> I'm going to, to say Zane's not going to win. I'm going to predict otherwise uh are you gonna predict Leffen wins we've done this a lot of times in the podcast we've had many different podcasts throughout the years 
We've had, of course, we need for game, which we are nearing 30 episodes God, on. He's picking left in. Oh, we have had deep God. dives, which we had 50 episodes. We, of course, have had two seasons of the Melee Stats podcast with the uh, the great Save Us Untitled. And it's never fun to pick the person who's favored, right? Uh, I will say it's a little more fun to pick the person that's favored now because the person that was favored before was Hbox. It is more fun to say Zane now than it is to say Hbox before. <laughs> but I will continue the great wheat tradition of saying Levin is going to win the tournament. Wow. Levin is someone you know, who it's never... It's not like a... <laughs> Like, it'd be a surprise if he won, I guess, but yeah. like, it's also like, you know, it's it's foreseeable, right? Like, if he won, it would be surprising, but it's not, like, out of the realm of possibility, right? Like, he's such a wild card. 7 to 10%, yeah. baby, 7 to 10%. The, the yeah. lesson that we've seen recently um, is kind of hard to pinpoint, right? It's I mean, he's playing in Europe, which is, one, hard to pinpoint because there's no other top five level player there. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, Armada, <laughs> but, but uh, oh, wow. there's no, there's no active top five level player there. So it's hard to see what a win like Smash World Tour Europe means. Um, and especially at that same tournament, we saw him go down 2-0 versus Kinzo. Um, so like we, we've seen him play rusty uh, and he does not feel confident in himself, but we've seen that so many times before where I'm not sure if that really affects how I, I'm going to see him. Uh, I mean, like, realistically, he does not have a great chance to win. He would have to he would have to probably beat Zane, which he's beaten before. But the last time they played in Marth Fox looked pretty, like, yeah. really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, I am blanking. I'm not sure if the last time they played in that was indeed the big house. But uh... I think it was Summit 9. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I know the big house looked, you know, really easy for Zane. Um, <laughs> so I think that Zane's yeah. a tall order, and beating him with a character who <laughs> he really doesn't have that much uh, tournament experience with, uh, you know, even though he has been, of course, grinding the character and playing Zane a lot. Um, I don't know. I I think that Zane is really favored, and I'm gonna do the same bullshit that I've done for four years or whatever, however long we've done podcasts on and off. Uh, or I'm going to say Leffen is, uh, I'm going to pick him to win. And then when he eventually gets like seventh, I will say that I don't think that this is indicative <laughs> of his, of yeah, his future. Yeah. Do you God, think you, and, you, think you goes... and Ambi will be insufferable if Leffen wins? Do you think he oh, goes chic no. against Zane? Yeah, I in think so. In tournament, like let's yeah, say Yeah, I think he can do it. He, he has kind of uh, buried himself in a hole where like, I don't think that he has the mental, uh, like he's he's not he's not uh putting himself into like a, a mentality that would win in foxmarth despite the fact that i think that uh he i think he probably could i think it's possible for him to win in foxmarth he has the ability to do so but uh, i don't think he is putting himself in the correct mentality to win um which means that he'll probably go chic his chic He's got, he had like two years. This is the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, it's this a good is, time to start like, practicing. I honestly think like, like, let's say he comes, he comes out swinging with Sheik against Zane. Yeah. And like, let's say Zane just beats him just as bad as he beat the Fox. Right. Yeah. That, that not just readjusts your entire worldview again. It's like, well, shit. Like if I can't do it with this guy either, like, true. What am I doing? <laughs> then we'll see the Falcon. Was, no, uh, his, yeah. Listen, he's they, done very they go well. pretty close in their games. Like I, I think Leff and Sheik can do it based on yeah. what we've seen. But again, like, I don't know how that translates to tournament. It's different. Yeah. That's the, the right. The difference between 
going somewhat even or even and friendlies and then the difference between playing and, and bracket they did that uh they did that match online it was was it summit 10 or was it an sel they they did like I think a, it was an sel and it was an sel yeah they they did uh left and cheek versus zane's marth and it was uh close and also disgusting if that makes any sense uh, i think it was like a 3-0 that involved a lot of winnable scenarios <laughs> that were really easily squandered uh, and a lot of early kill situations. Uh, I mean, if you want my like real, you know, opinion, that's not trying to be a, a fun, like Stephen A. Smith style person. He, um, he's going to lose the first set they play as Sheik. He's going to lose like three, one or something. Uh, it's going to look doable the entire time. And, 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 but in terms of like things that would need to change for him to win, I think it's, it's like a, a small, but, important list that i think will keep him away from any set win in the near near future uh 2022 yeah looking looking like we're gonna have our fair share of majors um that's not even knowing what the heck this nintendo thing is uh i i will say that given the opportunity to see them play five ten sets uh i would say that leffen would probably take at least one yeah i I think that he he would be doing well enough to not be favored to win but but to have the ability to um but yeah that being said zane is the clear-cut favorite to win <laughs> i'll give him 45 percent wow but, but wow. i will say i will say levin with his 7.5 percent takes it i mean um, i will say uh we the, the times that you've bet on levin before uh that aren't just explicit fanboy fanboyism i do think that like Leffen has a weird tendency to kind of just like win events right when it feels like very against the odds for him. And then when you think like he's ready to usurp the throne, he gets like fifth out of major losing Fox yeah. dittos or something. Like I, I, I do think that like there's a, it, it's a strange tendency of Leffen through the years to kind of just catch people uh, when they, when they least expect it and just look incredibly dominant or, and then like after looking looking like that for a couple tournaments he just like goes on a big slump where he's talking about like switching to another game or some shit yeah you know xbox used to have the ability to whenever it looked like he wasn't number one he would play out of his mind uh and levin had like the exact opposite which was he would like string together really great performances to where you're like i think if levin wins this major he's number one and then he will just get destroyed yeah Uh, shine shine 2019 a great example I think I would have been ready to say that he was number one. Uh, he went in as a number one seed, and he lost to Moki and IBW. <laughs> so like, I was gonna, I, yeah, I was gonna say, rough. we, you know, I'm sympathetic to the plight of the Swedish fox, but <laughs> <laughs> there's an equal chance that yeah, like Levin just comes in and loses to to Cody or like loses yeah. to Wizzy, right? Like, you know, I think we're talking a lot about. Um, could you know how he would do against Zane? It's not a foregone conclusion unless they're very early on in bracket or in the same pool that Leffen even gets there. You know he's got to have a lot. I think like the the gap between him and a lot of those again the same players in that tier the Wizzies the the IBWs the the H boxes and like honestly like now we're dipping like I feel like it'd be really close against players like Amsa against mm-hmm. someone like um, I think. Again, yeah. Kador and I really want to see, and then yeah. I think Magi could catch him off guard. Maybe uh, well, 
Facebook. I think that's uh, pushing yeah. it. <laughs> only pushing only KJH. Only KJH can continue can continuously uh, smack Magi and Falco Fox. I I I took a look didn't at her records in, in that match. Didn't left in like JP five KJH one time. Yeah, with the exception of like one laser or something like that. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah that, that was a while ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna bring that up against KJH. Leave KJH alone. I'm not right. bringing it. I only am forced to do so because you said Magi could beat Leffen. No, I said I would give Magi. It would be like it would need every break to go her way. It would be like it would be like Hbox beating Zane level. Regardless, no, I think Zane has a much better chance of beating Hbox than Magi beating Leffen. I, me personally, that's I, I think that no 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 Zane is much Zane is very favored over Hbox. I know I'm I'm agreeing with that, but I think that like <laughs> oh, Magi Leffen has a how do I put this right? Hbox has a better chance against Zane than Magi has a chance against Leffen. That's how I'm. Oh, I think they're both like <laughs> no no they're both <laughs> really H-box really really like... big underdogs. No 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 they're both really yeah. really big underdogs. But no, I I I think I I agree this is with me that. sleeping on right. Clutch God. I don't know why this is my new <laughs> thing. I've become the I've become the Clutch God God sleeper. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just leading into it at this point. This is good. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> you're like that guy in every sports movie. So like, yeah, he'll amount to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that. I guess that's just me now. Yeah. Um, no, well, really, hey, we need it. Really, really quickly, I think uh, I just want to ask you guys: cannot pontificate and you can't think about it. Who is the voted player doing the best at the summit? Uh, uh, no. Tyler Swift. <laughs> wow, I'm going with Magi. Okay. By the way. Yeah, yeah, uh, very fair. After uh, I, I, mean, I think that. I think the best here uh, uh, in this field could be top eight, but it probably is going to be ninth. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I would be I would be pretty surprised to see any of them get a top eight. I think I think the the chances are if we're going to continue throwing our odds, I would probably say there's like a forty ish percent chance that one of them gets into top eight, just because there's five of them. Yeah. Um, means that you know only there at least one of them is gonna get ninth because they have to, and then there's a decent chance that a couple of them do, and then you just gotta get one of those sets. Um, but I do think it's a slight odds going the other way that none of them get mm-hmm. top eight. But yeah, I think you know if we can kind of wrap up the discussion of someone, I, I think that we all do view Zane as the odds-on favorite here. Um, he's the type of person who. Anytime you talk about someone's ability to win the tournament, you have to mention Zane and the fact that he comes up in every conversation like that kind of shows that he is the pretty foregone conclusion for the, uh, the one who's heading into this as the favorite Um, with Leffen, I guess, and a few other players as kind of question marks. But speaking of questions, Fendi, we've got some questions for you each week. We, we, uh, you know, receive questions from our, uh, our supporters over on Patreon through our, uh, through our discord. And uh, you know, Fendi, now, we got some good questions here. Yeah. This week. Uh, we, we usually like to roast our, our patrons for bad questions, but we got some good questions. So I'm not sure if we'll have a chance to get to anything in Twitch chat, but if anyone is in Twitch chat, obviously you can leave any question and we'll see if we have time to get to it. Uh, we've got a few from this uh, this guy, uh, Chief <laughs> Z- uh, under the name Chief Zane Officer. I don't know who that is, but uh, it's a question. How are you so handsome and humble at the same time? <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> It's been a long time coming to be, you know, somebody who is um, so ugly for so long. And, and now to it, it really, no, I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, just uh, just doing what I can, trying to stay, you know, slender as, as, as I can. And um, 
That, that's uh, <laughs> I can't believe you actually asked me my own question. You want to reveal who asked this question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can't believe you asked me my own question. Oh, but... yeah. Sorry, I'm clicking this now. It says Frederick Lamar. Huh, okay. <laughs> Different display name. It kind of tricked me up. <laughs> uh, well, how about this? Uh, SF, Melee Stats employee. <laughs> yeah. SF uh, asks, what's your favorite... Favorite entry of yours relating to you slash relating to you on the Michigan Grind PR. Oh, that's a really good one. Um, Are you, you might be too good of a, just, you might be too much I of think, a good boy to even get on the Grind PR. I think I have a couple, but, but my favorite one that doesn't, I was not the Grimer. I was the Grimey that I like to talk about. So it was, I think it was the Michigan. Wait, you, you were the Grimey. I will, okay, I will, you were the I'll, Grimey guy. Right. I will, I will, I will explain how. So I think it was the third Michigan Arcadian. Um, and they're doing draft, draft crews, crews of eight um, PR players in pairs of two make the picks for the, um, for the draft crews. And this is like right after I had, I had moved or I was about to move out of Michigan. So it was like my kind of like my, my big, like kind of goodbye tournament. And, and they're doing the picks and the picks are rolling in and, you know, they're a pick like at this point, I think I'm like somewhere in like the, the seven to 12 range is where I would have put myself. I think I got ninth at that Arcadian or something like that, maybe a little lower, but the picks are rolling in 12, 13, 14, 18, 19, 23, 24, 25, 28, 29. There's like 30. There's two picks left and I haven't picked yet. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? And they pick someone else. And so there's one spot left and, and KJH and Russell are the last pick. And they're like, man, I don't know. I don't, we don't know who to pick right here. It's really hard. And I'm just like, this is fucking bullshit. And they, <laughs> they, they do pick me. And I'm like, how did I possibly go on the 30-second pick? And then it turns out later on that, that they had actually picked me like eight and purposefully delayed announcing that I had been picked until the very end to just piss me off. And I think it's under Kalindi's um, grime PR entry, but I was livid. I was so mad at them. Um, I was just like, this is such a shitty way for, for my friends to do me like this on my last Michigan tournament. <laughs> but I think I'm going to like quickly find if there's any that, um, I was the grimer for, let me see. I sure. I'm pretty sure I have a couple. Yeah. Oh, this is a funny one. So it was one of my first tournaments really quickly. And then we'll go on to the next question. It was my, one of my first tournaments. Um, it was like, I think it was after, might have been after sweet prologue in like january 2015 so my first time was super sweet in 2014 but a bunch of us go to this ann arbor restaurant called pizza house and there's a there's a i think there's probably like 10 to 12 of us eating it's like juggle guy um like a, a lot of like old school guys like dre duck um if anybody knows like chad slash kd or, or richard slash bloody joker we're all eating there um and you know they bring out the individual checks and without me knowing you know there was a battle between richard and chad for all of the checks 
And apparently, you know, this is, I learned later on, this is like a, an Asian culture thing. It's like, if you could pay for, you know, that's what they do. And so I was just totally oblivious to this. And I like go to pay for my check and I find out that Chad has paid for everybody. And my immediate reaction is, quote, I don't know what just happened, but I'm a big fan. I like it. And everyone else is like, what the fuck, Fendi? And I was like, what is here? Oh there's, a, there's, a couple, there's a couple other... Uh, there's a couple other good ones. When when Duck won Combo Breaker, I switched my more expensive bills with Duck in the post <laughs> deal so he could pay for mine. But yeah, uh, I got a couple of good ones on there, and and uh, it's a uh, it's a yeah. it's a fun time. Love my Michigan, my Michigan. It's all peeps. coming back. I, f- I forgot that you are a you're you're a very good grimer when you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> so Fendi. About like, I would say a little under three years ago, you and I made history together. Do you know what we made history on? Oh man. Let's see. Three years ago would have been January, 2018. Yeah. Era. Like a little over three years ago, I would say. Was it at a big house? Was it? No, at... you and I made the history together on the Melee Stats podcast. Oh, was that three I years asked... ago? Damn. One that I was not on. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I asked you that was like question, August of eighteen, or it must be how you would do that. how you would do against <coughs> against Scar in a best of five. <laughs> and the reason I bring that up is because we received this question: When will we? Also from SF, I think. Um, when will we get the Scar Fendi run back? So we did get a run back um, in Slime's commentator tournament. I. Uh, it was closer. I, I lost 3-1, but I did get the run back and um, was actually just embarrassed by commentator Falcons. I, I got I have played Armada twice in tournament. I played Vish once. I felt more helpless against Vish than I did against Armada. <laughs> Vish is I just good. Got, I just got the brakes just beaten off me that tournament. And then so I went to losers and I had to play Scar and you know, I clutched out game one at like a, we were both like over a hundred percent last stock. And then he just beat me the next three games. Um, I, I recently kind of chimed in on Twitter where there, you know, there's a lot of speculation about um, what Ludwig is going to do for his, you know, million dollar tournament mm-hmm. in 2022. And I was, and people were talking about where to do it. And someone was like, you should do it in Vegas because you know, what's, I think it was you, we, you're like, what's more mogul, what's more yeah. mogul moves than Vegas. Right. And that's very true. And I chimed in. I was like, you know what else happened to Vegas mm-hmm. was the arguable start of Ludwig's gigantic streaming career. You know, a lot of people talk. It's fun being <laughs> very his, arguable, <laughs> very arguable. But I like to think I had a play. Um, but I'll like go into his discord because I'm a sub. And in the old heads channel, like a lot of folks will will measure their time as Ludwig fans based on how they relate to Scar versus Fendi, which is crazy to me. Um and so I, I think it would be a lot of fun to to throw that back on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy that I started it all. Yeah, <laughs> it would. Well, I mean, actually, you, insane in, in, that in, I in, started in, 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 in an inadvertent. Actually, not even in, you in asked an a question, but if Fendi didn't make yes. it into a thing, yeah, an inadvertent, but he definitely set the spark that lit the fire. I, 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 I took just insane level gas of on it. Here. I threw, I threw gas on the small. The very small kindling fire. But that, I had to recognize had. also that you would do that as well. I knew the kind of answer you you would give. Yeah, Scar would. Even right now, I think Scar would still beat me. 
Well, you know, I, I'm we, not gonna. Uh, <laughs> we we've seen it before. Obviously, the the Ludwig uh, the match the the first to five was it first to five? It was first to five. The first to five that was in the uh, Evo Suite that um, Edwin and I were not allowed into for free, despite the fact that uh, we were some could say the progenitors of not only the beef but Ludwig's <laughs> entire yeah, career. Literally, the, weren't you the just saying that you this. weren't even on that podcast suite? I could have sworn you. Yeah, just said I that. literally started. <laughs> hey, I, I, come on! I, I, my whole melee career is like being chill enough where people let me into things that I probably don't need to be in. Um, I would have, I should have been included in that. Uh, but Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see what I am calling the mogul major in 2022, uh, and what I am pushing to be in Vegas. And if that's the case, yes. maybe, maybe two tickets for whatever, yeah. uh, first to five is run there for, for one, give me that weight and one Edwin budding. Uh, but yeah, I will say, oh, I even though I stayed in Ludwig house, I stayed in the Lud house for uh main stage. I will say, uh, I think that's still, like four the, weeks in a row you've brought it up. The wounds are still, <laughs> they're still fresh. They have not been healed from him letting me in his house, carrying around tons of money. There was like several different times, Fendi, where people would carry around stacks of cash with no care for it. And they'd put it wow. like right near me and then leave the room. It felt like a, like, like a one test. of those, like, yeah, like a hidden camera show. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's, we will be seeing that. I've got another question for you. Uh, I think this is one of the last ones that we're going to be able to ask you. Uh, but this is from Poison. This is from a, a patron. Um, a Portland Trailblazers fan, if I, if I do believe. Uh, which which might, might color the question in a different way. But uh, the question is, who should the Sixers trade Ben Simmons for? <laughs> I mean, who they should and who they will are two different answers who they should. I, I really do think they should keep trying for Dame, but it seems pretty clear that like Dame wants to play with him. So you're in this yeah. weird impasse, right? Where it's like, could at this point, would you do it for CJ McCollum in a first round pick? Honestly? Yeah. Because yeah, at not? this point it, it seems just very clear to me that Ben Simmons is just not going to play. Right. So like getting anything for him is a, is a win, and especially if, if Portland continues to like, be a little like middle of the road kind of mm-hmm. team, you know, that could be like a, a late lottery pick. Um, and it would, ha- it would have to be unprotected. Let me make that very clear. I don't want none of this nonsense, like top five protected picks. Like I would want an unprotected first round pick, maybe even uh, two first round picks or something like that. But, you know, as it stands right now, Portland is, you know, 11 and 14 they're the 10th and seed they're the last team in the play in going through tournament. Some, some changes management yeah, changes exactly so you know i think that that would be a trade worthwhile i think the emergence of tyrese maxi has made it even more clear that they don't need to trade him for like a poo-poo platter of a bunch of shitty expiring contracts mm-hmm. like they should get a star um and so I, I think like that is what i would want them to do you know i i think there's very a, a clear trade partner with portland um and i saw like the portland defense is like 30th in the nba right they they are very bad you know you know who got voted second best defender of uh last year (laughs) ben benjamin simmons yeah (laughs) so i would like to i would like to see them make a deal for for dame first and then cj second but mm-hmm. you know they they got to do uh they got to do something because they're you know the sixers are 13 and 11 they are you know not by any means 
the world beaters that they were last year. They're they're as of right now, they're tied with the Celtics for the last spot in the in the top six. Um you know, I think that'll normalize. They missed they didn't have Joel for a bunch of games. Yep, lot, lots of injuries, lots of people having to stay out of games cuz right, they had like the ball. whole like to, yeah, Tobias and, and there was like one yeah. game, right, where it was they went to Portland and beat oh, yeah. them with all the scrubs and I was like yeah. that's not a sign that you should be giving up for the year and taking our Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what else to tell you. But that that's that's the answer. You know, I, I haven't really given that much thought to where else might work cuz I don't think they need buddy like Buddy Heald or De'Aaron Fox anymore. I don't. Yeah, I mean, we I have Tyrese Maxey who kind right. of can do what they would be doing, yeah. um, and is doing so without a Buddy Heald contract. Um, right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, hey, that's the dream, right? Damon, yeah. Damon Philly. Uh, we might be getting into this later as we go into a segment that is uh, unnamed. But I believe before we get into that unnamed, that officially unnamed segment, I believe there's one question that we have. Anok, do you have a, a last question? Yeah, this is from Destiny Fan. Fendi, <laughs> if you had to guess, what is the lowest amount of money Armada comes back to for Ludwig's tournament for the Mogul Major? The lowest amount? You know, if, if Ludwig puts question, up fifty Jeffrey. mil, I think Armada's coming back. But what's the what's the, the floor for that? I I'm gonna so are we talking for first place or total prize pool? Question. <laughs> I'm actually interpreting this as as like him just outright paying Armada to go into the Oh, okay. So like a like a, an appearance fee kind of thing that Mewtwo Yeah, that's that's how I interpret it. Okay. Well, a, bra- a bracket appearance fee, which is yeah, it's a lot so different. <laughs> I I think that if if the lowest, I think if Lud offers Armada, I would say six figures. I'd say a hundred thousand. Because maybe I mean maybe if fifty thousand Armada thinks about it, but like my, I, I was interpreting the question on like what is the total prize pool, yeah. and for me that number would have to actually be pretty high. I think if 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 Ludwig had a a I think a five hundred thousand dollar prize pool, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where I would kind of be like Armada's maybe thinking about it. Um, but honestly, I don't know, man. The dude is like loving. Uh, Loving Super Mario, Mario 64, 64. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, uh, been dating his girlfriend forever, you know, looking like a 35-year-old man with this slick back hair. Hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> whoa. That makes no, it sound like he's not having a great time. No, I'm just saying, he's like, he, his youthful days are behind him for Smash, obviously. Um, yeah, so I think, I think 100000 for bracket appearance and a $500,000 prize pot. And I really hope that this clip doesn't make it to him on Twitter or something like that. So he can be like, Yash, what the fuck? (laughs) But I mean, who knows? I would love to see him back. I would love to see him get back into prime playing just so for once and for all, he can play Mr. Nagmi and (laughs) and we can end the discussion there forever. Dude, what if if Armada wins that? Then I would retire too. He's the goat. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, I'm done. Oh my God, stop. Don't really litigate this week. <laughs> uh, I, I will know. Yeah, let's not get into it. One really funny thing before we move on. Um, Wheat and I were talking about this a long time ago um, about Armada. This is after the Save State versus Armada video came out on the Melee Stats channel. And we just Check stopped. It out, by the way, I, if you haven't looked at the YouTube. Yeah. 
Thank Channel. you. And we thought the idea of Armada... So Armada has reacted to one of our videos before. He reacted to our most recent video, the game Nintendo wishes they never made. Excuse me, it never made. And uh, one of the things... This is like a running gag that we... I guess this kind of counts as one. We just thought the idea of Armada watching this video about him, like him versus save state, like watching the video completely deadpan and being like, it was actually crazy when that happened. Like, He's like I had never seen it before. I remember but that. Just with the most, I, yeah, I remember just with that. the most <laughs> deadpan voice. Like he's not reacting at all to anything else. Like, yeah, save state was, they were pretty good. Uh, we had, we had a fun time. It, it was actually a really fun set. I I won this tournament, and this just was the like, last single. Yeah, track most of it not speaking. <laughs> like yeah, just most of it not speaking. Just deadpan. And at the end of it, he goes, "So uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, if you like melee stats or stories like these, uh, definitely he, check out this channel. The link will be in the description." Yeah, this is this is how you can tell that you're making this up because he's plugging for us. Uh, we got <laughs> yeah, some plugs like to go through job, for us, yeah. but before we get to that, we do have one final uh segment colloquially known uh to all of our fans as touching grass but officially uh unnamed uh this is a segment where we talk about what's been going on in our lives besides melee obviously you have uh you know you got a lot of non-melee stuff going on um so it shouldn't be too hard for you to figure out something but i'm gonna go first i'm gonna give you some time to figure out stuff we talked about how uh armada loves himself some mario 64 i uh ever since like last year i think it's probably been a year at this point i think last december i started to really really watch mario 64 speedruns, uh and this has been a really cool time to watch them we've had a lot of records being broken recently um we had liam who got a 137 uh he broke the record and then he got another new record it's a 137 it's the first 137 and 120 star that's really crazy uh ouija has a 70 star record and he has the 16 star record and he's working on the one star record uh so that's really cool but what i've been doing more than that is i've been watching a show i believe that this is one of the first uh iterations of touching grass i might have talked about the show if not i definitely should have um the show is an hbo show and it's not succession because i already did succession a few weeks ago it is is an hbo show called how to with john wilson which is one of these shows that it tickles me to to no end it's one of the most delightful shows that i've watched and i have not been able to really come up with a like a log line for it or like what it is uh it's it's kind of like really hard to to describe um uh, but but to the best of my ability what it is is it it is a videographer who is making like second person pov video essays uh about how to do normal things and and like how it branches off from there mm-hmm. uh, it's really interesting uh it is there are 30 minute episodes the most recent episode which is how to i think it's um it's not how to drink wine i think it's like how to appreciate wine uh but you know this like pretty like milk toast idea of just like you know i'm i'm in my 30s and now like i i everyone brings wine to dinner parties and i don't really drink wine so i don't know what wine is good it takes some of the craziest turns that i've seen it has so many different just like insane um like changes of pace and just changes of idea. Uh, and it is something that I think legitimately I've like, I've linked it to, to Edwin and Ambi before, because I think that it has one of the best uh, meshes. It like meshes um, 
voiceovers with images in in a way where like he'll say something innocuous and unfunny he'll show something innocuous and unfunny and the combination of the two together these two like disparate elements will work together in such a way where it's the like the sum of their parts you know um or better than the sum of their parts it's really amazing i think if you're into stuff that kind of seems a little more non-traditional in terms of comedy um, I would check it out. He, I don't think it's similar to Nathan for you, but it is telling that Nathan for you is an executive producer yeah. on this. So if anyone is interested in that and has HBO, I would recommend how to with John Wilson. You can start at any point. I think all the episodes are good, uh, but I think the one that we just saw recently, which was episode season two, episode two uh, was one of the craziest things I've watched recently. So I would, I would recommend how to with John Wilson. Um, Edwin, what have you been up to recently? Well, real quick thing on that. Just a, a, you and uh dear friend of the show Melee sad posts uh recommended recommended it to to me so that's that's something that i i want to be uh, a bit more familiar with and like really really dive into uh last week i talked about spongebob and the week before that i talked about <laughs> D. so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get back into D for this week and give an update on what my party is doing okay Hell yeah. so i'm running a pretty like standard adventure for them um Right now, they're just going through a goblin hideout, and uh, I've done I've done a pretty good job, I think, of setting up the world around them, and like I they've they've built and developed their characters in like really fun ways. You've had like a few fun like you know like encounters and stuff like that. But I have to say, the funniest thing from the last session that we had was like, so I, okay, so basically they're inside this like massive goblin hideout in a cove or whatever. <laughs> They're like making their way through the cove, but there's like a room, right? There's like a room off to the side. It has these two wolves that uh that are tied to like they're tied to like different stalagmites or whatever on an iron chain. But it's like an like you can you can ignore the room and just keep going like through the cove or whatever. <laughs> my uh my party was just stuck in that room getting fucked up by these two wolves. So <laughs> the the like visual of the the whole sequence of events was just like so funny so one of my friends she uh she was playing a gnome who had like animal handling skills but she kept like failing all her roles or getting mediocre roles on it so the the wolves were just getting increasingly nervous and like the other two people i was like who were playing with us like well one of them rolled like a natural one when he was trying to like calm down one of the wolves or whatever and just got like his face torn off and like they kept staying in that room instead <laughs> of moving on to like the rest of the cove because uh one of my friends with the like whose character had high animal handling or whatever was like no 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 like I can do this like I can salvage this event so it was just like one hour of the most ridiculous like like turn-based it was basically like turn-based combat for an hour but like one of the party members didn't want to fight the wolves and the other two wolves just kept fucking the other two guys up <laughs> like like i mean like you have to imagine like this ridiculous visual right like these three incredibly grizzled like veteran like veterans of like this medieval fantasy world or whatever and they just can't handle these two dogs it was one of the most bizarre, like, the fact that I'm a pet owner honestly makes it even funnier. Like, it was getting so bad to the point where, like, one of them was, a uh, one of them, like, tried calling one of the wolves, like, the name of my dog to try to guilt trip me into, like, 
into like getting him to be like nicer or whatever. Barnold. <laughs> yeah, he kept calling him. He's like, "Oh, you should you should name the dog Arnold. Then then Anoke is not gonna like kill him or or have him kill you or something." <laughs> it, it was just like a very funny position to be in as a DM, and that's that is the highlight of my last week outside of melee. Very nice. Um, so we're just doing just this last week. Well, we are on the podcast every week, so that's why we talk about that. You are not on the podcast every week, so (laughs) feel free to talk about anything that's been going on recently in your life or something you just want to give a shout out to. Yeah, I can't remember if the cameras were rolling when we were doing, just like talking about, I think where we were just, because it was the very beginning of like what's been new with me. Um, I mean, like planning for a wedding is is the big one. It's very exciting. Um, You know, as as again, Edwin can attest to is, is is uh, as a wife guy as well, or a partner guy. Um, you know, it, it's just really, um, really cool to like be looking forward to something. I think that's the big thing. It's like, it's been a really hard, you know, 20, 21 months or whatever. And as we are like starting to maybe make some progress, maybe not, I don't know, but like, you know, our wedding is in August of next year. And man, like if we don't have like some semblance of normal by then, like, you know, we're, it's not just my wedding that's fucked. Like we probably just fucked us all up at that point. Um, so like, we're really hoping that everything is, is going to be normal or, or close to normal. You know, we're really excited about it. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we're, we're really just looking forward to. Um, and then whenever we like in kind of like a dual track system, whenever we kind of wrap up the wedding is we're going to start looking to like maybe buy a house and put some roots down here in DC. Um, you know, I think it's again, just like another big time life event and, and another establishing of being an old guy, I guess. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's kind of like the, the, the three big things that are weird to be like right on the horizon, but they're all also kind of like a couple years apart. Maybe is like getting married, mm-hmm. buying a house and then also like having kids, I was just like, holy shit, like I could be like where Scar was, you know, I don't know how old Donato is at this point. I was just like, man, like I'm already kind of like phasing my way out of this stuff. Like, I don't even know how like he does this at all. Right. With a child. I was like, it's crazy to me because we're at the I mean, I don't know, like your normie friends, like my friends are like having kids so like not only am i going to weddings but like been going to a couple like baby showers and like first birthdays and i was just like oh my god and so that those are like the big things that's going on with me um and you know it's it's all very big blessings um i think you know um both my fiance and i have had uh family members pass away over the last couple of, of uh hers was in um may of last year mine was in october of last year we both lost our grandfathers and you know it was a big kind of like realignment you know healthy and um gamefully employed and and just you know it's it's a big um you know just wake up call to be like you know things could be a lot a lot worse um so with that i'm very happy um you know i i'm thinking about when my next tournament is going to be I'm hopefully waiting to hear back from a Pangu about Genesis. That's a pipe dream at this point. But like, you know, I saw that it's weird. So like, so Smash Camp is the weekend of my bachelor party, which is my, my bachelor party is in Las Vegas, which is the weekend before 
double that. Double so down. I'm like, yeah. I can't miss, I can't wow. go to either of those. Um, so I was like, well, if it's not Genesis, man, it could be like, I don't even know. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of majors and events um, in the spring and the summer. But again, I mentioned like from, from June 11th to Labor Day, I've, we're invited to nine weddings. So like all those weekends are gone. So like maybe it's big house. And that's just crazy to me to be like, even as I was kind of already on my way out, you know, I was still going to Genesis. I was going to Evo. I was going to big house no matter what every year. And then we lost Evo. And I was like, I'm going to Genesis and big house no matter what every year. And like, I hope I don't lose the last two that I love. Cause I love seeing everybody. Um, and I know I'm getting very like sentimental and, and, and this and, um, but you know, I, I still love this game and I always hope that we'll have some part of me. Maybe if that's giving my child a GameCube controller and telling that this is the, the premier, you know, gaming system. Um, but I, I always hope to have just at least one or two weekends a year where I see everybody and, and, and enjoy the, the game and, and the spectacle and all this. And, um, you know, I really hope that we don't fuck all this up. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, if you, either of you are going to Genesis, but like, it's also crazy to me that we're a month away and we're no closer to the end of this pandemic than we were when they canceled Genesis last year. Um, and I, I know like some of the tournaments went really well. I don't think main stage had a single COVID case, which is amazing. Um, but it's just something that I always want to make sure I would, that's my last plug is like, if you are going to these tournaments, like, please like be safe. Uh, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, get vaccinated. Uh, if you're eligible for a booster shot, go get boosted. Um, just take this seriously for you, for your loved mm-hmm. ones, for the other attendees around mm-hmm. you. Make sure to wear your mask, even wear if you are in grand way, finals of all melee singles. The way over your nose. Yeah, even if you're a top player, please wear your mask <clears throat> in the venue. Even if yeah. you have been number one for three years in a row. <laughs> even if you're signed by Team Liquid. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're, we're not calling out anyone in particular. These are just like general even guidelines. these, even if you are one of the best puff players of all time that doesn't mean that you <laughs> do not get to wear a mask uh you, yeah you know. even if you even if you routinely change words meanings to fit however way you want them uh, let's say let's say hypothetical three-peat uh winners yeah, yeah like maybe you just won a, a big you know glint melee online tournament you know, yeah just, i mean hypothetically just, right if just you wear won, your masks yeah get boosted get vaccinated um and again, I, I'm fingers crossed at this point. I can get something to work out. It's going to be tough um, at this point. But if if I can, you know, I would love to make sure that everybody's doing this safely. And if I can't, then I, I just really hope that everyone's taking this seriously. Um, but yeah, that's that's my touch grass. I think I'm pretty lucky that, you know, no offense to anybody watching or, or even my other uh, co-hosts, I, I probably touch grass more than pretty much anybody in the melee community. So I'm very happy about yeah. my, my yeah, ability to touch true. grass. Very, very true. Well, uh, for, for, for the rest of us that uh, are that are very bad at touching grass. I didn't say you were but, bad. I'm just amazing. No, I'm saying, I'm saying for the rest of us, where can we follow you in your uh, grass touching endeavors? Yeah. You can. Pursuits? So all of my, on Instagram, it's, it's no smash at all. It's my, my fiance and my dog and my, my other things is everything is at Fendrick Lamar um, back on Twitter, but not as prolifically tweeting about smash stuff, but still around here and there. Um, and, and every now and then you'll get a nice little econ policy tweet as well. Um, and then um, that's it. Just Twitter and Twitter and Instagram for the most part. I don't, you know, I don't stream anymore. Um, 
if you want to find me on Venmo and drop a tip in like the same way that Sago does every time I show up on stream, it's it's also at Vendrikalmar there. So it's 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 the same thing everywhere. All right, take it away, we. Why don't we have a melee sets Venmo? <laughs> it's great. He'll just every time I'm on stream, I plug it just as a joke, and then. For like three years, this guy named Sam Woodka would give me a dollar every time I was on the mic. And I was like, I have no idea who this person is. And then one day Sago tweeted, be like, hey, man, I've given you like six bucks over the course of you know two years and you haven't said a single thing about it. I was like, oh, my God, that's you. It works. You get a little a little tip every now and then. I got five dollars once from from someone on Venmo who I had no friends with. Um, and it was just like music notes as the, the like the, the message. Um <laughs> pretty sure it wasn't supposed to be for me but you, you take those of course uh and, and yeah of course until we get a melee stats venmo and cash app and etc cetera, etc cetera, until we get those um if you guys want to uh to follow the melee stats journey you know you can you can look us up on uh on youtube at as melee stats that's where it's going to be uh our our long form videos that's going to be kind of the the meat of what we put out um if you like stuff like this like waiting for game if you want to catch episodes after they aired you can do so on youtube as well at melee stats archive if you'd like to catch them live twitch.tv slash melee stats and over on twitter twitter.com slash melee stats pod that's where you'll find daily reporting uh it'll also find links to articles such as when's melee and monday morning marth of course articles that you can both find on melee stats.co and you know if you love everything we do and you just want to support us uh before we get our venmo and cash app patreon.com slash melee stats i believe there's someone in this call who is a supporter of us is that correct fendrick lamar i love being a patron of melee stats melee stats um you get early access to everything you get to weigh in um on you know pre-release cuts you get to ask questions for podcasts uh it's it's a great place to be um you know best uh best five bucks a month i ever spent ah <laughs> oh, music to my ears well i i appreciate that uh fendi and and you know what i appreciate you being on this was a very fun oh, episode thank you for having me it was great and, uh, yeah it was a it was a great time shocked that our sixers talk was able to be relatively short probably long for everyone else but you know it wasn't yeah, a I'm shocked hour. our football talk was, I was gonna say we, before the show. we spared we spared all of the viewers in chat the the, the 15 there, minutes of football talk before we actually went live <laughs> yeah there, there was a lot of football talk but you know I, I i really did enjoy that i enjoyed having you on and then yeah uh you know this week will be this week will be really fun we're gonna see some and then the week after that we're gonna see smash world tour so we're, we're getting down to the end of the year and uh you know if you guys want to check out our episode next week, we're going to be recapping Summit and looking forward to Smash World Tour. Probably one of the last big episodes of the year for us. So I really appreciate you being on, Fendi. I appreciate you as well, Edwin, and uh, all the viewers as well. I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for hanging out. See ya. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care, guys.